mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the end times continue recording on this the 16th of July. I am Dino and you are Naya Mace. And how's it been? Oh, it's been pretty good. I, I got a um, I got a new uh, pair of headphones recently um, and they're actually so they're Turtle Beach, right? Uh, I paid $50 for them uh, and they're the best headphones I've ever worn in my life. Um, Comfortable? Quality wise. Yeah, well, not just comfortable, but sound quality. Really? Like they're the best ones I've ever owned. Yeah. I've owned like $100 plus ones before, and the sound quality is not half as good as these. I don't know why. I have no clue. Uh, but yeah, no, they're great. They're, it's, it's like being in an IMAX theater on my ears. So oh, it's, it's, the uh, 3D sound stuff in the Turtle Beach headphones yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yes, I was playing some games uh, with them on and uh, like shooters and stuff, and it sounded like I was in Iraq. It was so like there <laughs> and everything was so super immersive. It was great. <laughs> well, my, my brother had some back in the day, and that was the thing that was incredible about them was that 3D mm-hmm. sound aspect is just yeah. yep. ridiculous. Oh, it's yeah, it's super immersive, super just everywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yep. Uh, I was I'm. I'm I'm in a very good mood right now because I I found something very very funny that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um in any case, uh I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad you're enjoying those cuz that was like I said that's that was the thing about my brother's set mm-hmm. of turtle beaches that he had that yeah. that it, it, just the the sheer you can just stand still and you mm-hmm. can hear pinpoint exactly where somebody is. Yeah. Yep. It's it's very immersive. Uh, and so my, my I haven't had a, a good pair of headphones in in a while actually. So um, when I got these, it was a, a massive upgrade from what I was using before. So it, it, it's very very nice. That's excellent. The only downside with those is that the mic tends to be like all mids, like it's a comms mic. It's not like a. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. I I actually detach the mic. I'm not even using the mic as like for anything. Yeah. I have like a really good like like studio mic. Uh, um, so it, it's it's really like, um, it, it just it's like a pair of headphones in particular. It, yes. It's great. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Um. Yeah. Speaking of holy shit, bro, I can't think of any of any better lead in for this. Speaking <laughs> of 3D sound and being able to map sounds based on where they're coming from and the immersion of it all. You know what shot spotter is? Um, I'm vaguely familiar. Uh, why, why don't you fill me? in? <laughs> <laughs> shot spotter is a network of microphones that are deployed mm-hmm. generally in larger uh, urban areas, cities. Yeah. Um and and what they're used for is they will individually pick up um they're they're designed to pick up the sounds of gunshots and yes. then triangulate yeah. based on the delay in that sound triangulate the exact location of the gunshot. Mm-hmm. And so which sounds reasonable, right? That sounds yeah. like something yeah. you could do because gunshots are very right. loud, the sound carries and we know the speed of sound, so you should be right. able to triangulate with three points of data exactly yeah. where that gunshot came from yeah you should have enough information there yeah and the uh the the way that it 
that it fun it's, it's generally you it's used by um prosecutors and and police and stuff for mm-hmm. uh, for prosecuting people basically like a, you were a guy mm-hmm. there who had a gun and shot spotter says a gunshot came from there therefore you're in trouble now right well there's a problem <laughs> oh, I don't see how this could ever be abused. How how was this? Uh, what what could the problem be? There are a few problems actually. The uh, <laughs> so this comes from boltsmag.org uh, regarding Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, they are not re-upping their shot spotter contract. Oh, and um, <laughs> it's a it's an interesting thing. They had, uh, from the story, the company rolled out microphones in over 150 cities, feeding sound to proprietary software. The company says identifies gunshots and alerts staffers, who in turn notify local cops. The company found that a 1996 is now worth around $260 million, and has been championed by mayors and police departments across the country, who call it an essential crime-fighting tool and advocate for its lucrative contracts. Uh, I'm sorry, and advocate. My bad. Um, so... Uh, continuing on, the largest peer-reviewed study of technology, a 2021 examination of ShotSpotter across dozens of large metropolitan counties over several years, found that it didn't significantly reduce gun deaths or increase public safety. Other outside mm. researchers concluded the technology largely results in dead ends for police, including a 2021 analysis of nearly two years of ShotSpotter data in Chicago by the MacArthur Justice Center at Northwestern University's uh, Law School which determined the vast majority of alerts generated by the company's gunfire detection system actually turned up no evidence of gunshots or any gun-related crime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Continuing, a recent Houston Chronicle investigation of ShotSpotter's deployment in Houston concluded that it mostly resulted in dead ends for police there, as well as delaying response times for other calls. Uh, So this is a... um, This is a... This system sucks. Yeah, it it seems to be um, not as effective as intended. Um, and uh, are there any other problems with it? Uh, there perhaps? are. Some there more are. It, you know, it, you'd uh, think you'd think that governments using shitty science and bullshit uh, pseudoscientific crap to put people in prison is bad enough. But they've been doing that for a very long time. I mean, that's what bite right, evidence yes. is. That's what tool mark comparison is with guns. Like, all, all of this stuff is just bullshit pseudoscience. But, you know, there's one, th- it's one thing for people to just be wrong and for a scientific right. sort of quote-unquote scientific idea to just be wrong. It's another yeah. thing to flat-out lie. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a different thing. <laughs> yes. From the story, an Associated Press investigation last year found the company's microphones can miss gunfire that happens right under them, misclassify fireworks <laughs> or sounds from cars as gunshots, <laughs> and that company employees can, and often do, alter evidence gathered by the technology. During a 2016 police shooting trial in Rochester, New York, a ShotSpotter employee admitted to reclassifying sounds from a helicopter to a bullet at the request of police. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not just it's not that the that the um it's not just that the 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 science is bad. It's not just right. that the hardware is bad. It's not just that you can't trust the data it produces. It's that the human people involved in it will just lie. 
You know, it, it goes back to the old age, you know, that uh, age old question of is the government just inefficient or is it evil? And the answer is yes to both. Yes, exactly. It, it, yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. Is it just stupid or is it malicious? And the answer is both. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, this is this is the thing that blew me away about it because it's, uh-huh. it's the you expect pseudoscientific crap that the state uses to put people in jail to be garbage. You expect the science sure. to not work. You expect the hardware to not work. You expect that if you know enough about it, right? right. But whenever someone just straight up lies like that, that's when it crosses over to me from like, this is a, this is, you know, we have to try and get this stuff taken out of court. You know, there's the, mm-hmm. we talked on the show recently right. about a, uh, a state, I can't remember which state it was, but where they just said tool marks on guns, you're not allowed to say that it's a positive match between a gun and a bullet. Um, you, you can only say that you can't rule out a particular gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a big win, right? For getting rid of this pseudoscientific shit that people use to lie to juries. Well, right. When they're just lying about what a sound is, <laughs> it's like it right. goes beyond. Yeah, like we can just get this out of court. It goes into this is fucking fraud. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, obviously they can just appeal to it and say, hey, look, it, it, it registered as a gunshot. Right. Right. So it's it's just a big circle. It's a it's a big circle of lies that they'll just reference. Uh, yeah. Now, I'm, it, it's one of those things that this is at the request of police, too, which is something that can't be over. Right. Right. Because I'm 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 I tend to when a company like this does something like this. I tend to not blame the company so much when, mm-hmm. when the, when the police go to a company, it's for, this is just like with the Twitter files and Twitter, right? When the government goes to a company and says, do something bad, what are they going to say? No. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, I don't blame a person's care. Like if you're, if someone's coerced to do something right. Like yes. Right. Uh, it's like, yeah, what you're doing is bad. I, I, you know, but I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm going to hold it against you less. I'll say as yes. a person than you know, if you were just doing it volitionally, right? it doesn't of make course. it okay, uh, but I'm not going to place right. all the fault at your feet. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so this is the, the, the fact that the police said, uh, boy, that sure sounds like a gunshot to me. (laughs) (laughs) Be a shame if something happened to, to, I mean, here's the thing. You have an organization here with the cops and this is something that they're known to do. In fact, there's been, I've heard from people that, that, that effectively what the cops will do. And there, there are attorneys who have had this happen to them. Is that if you are too effective at telling the cops to fuck off, they'll just gang stalk you and make your life miserable. Right. They'll follow like there you were around. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I, I can't substantiate these necessarily, but there, there were like a couple of reports like um, the, the Uvalde, some of the one of the Uvalde mothers who like spoke out against the cops started being like followed mm-hmm. by police uh, and cops would be outside her home. Yep. Uh, like cars across the street, just kind of like, you know, very weird behavior. Intimidation uh, but, tactics. Yeah, it's intimidate. It's an intimidation tactic. Yeah, it's yeah. And and following you around while you're driving, just waiting on you to roll through a stop sign right. or change lanes without your blinker. Just right. any little thing they can do to fuck with you, they will do. Mm-hmm. 
if you are too yeah. effective at, at telling them no, at, at going up against them and winning. And so for for somebody who just works at ShotSpotter in, in Rochester, they they come up to they say, hey, that sure sounds like a gunshot to me. If, if you say, doesn't sound like one to me, fuck off, um, you're setting yourself up for misery. <laughs> right. So it seems to because here's the thing: if you have a police force that's willing to do that with that data, and 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 fraudulently, and and I think probably this is the thing too: you're you're if you're sending stuff like this to court, it's generally sworn. So there's a perjury <laughs> right. possibility in there too. I'm not sure particularly how it would work in this case, but you got the possibility of perjury in there too. If you've got police who are willing to do that, they're certainly willing to make your life miserable if you tell them no. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck shot spotter. Get it out of cities. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's adds insult to injury because it can't even detect like gunshots underneath it. It doesn't even work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even fucking work. Right. Yeah. yeah. They might as well just be saying the cops might as well just be saying, yeah, we heard a gunshot here when it didn't exist. Because that's basically what they're saying. That That is what they're saying. And here's they're the thing. Like, yeah. We just, yeah. That's what they used to do, and that's what they still yeah, right. do. So right. I smell cops... weed in the car, yeah, so then exactly. I can search it. You know, it's uh, yeah, exactly. I smell weed. I heard. I heard a gunshot. Well, did you? Yeah, well, I'm a cop, and I'm saying I did. So, what are yeah. you going to do about it? And that's that's what it right. always was. Now they can just do that, but this time they've got fucking data, and it makes a jury right. look at it and go, "Well, if the data says it." Right, exactly. Yeah, it's all about just getting this like uh, air of authority, this air of like, well, we we know this because, you know, we have our technology here and we have, you know, a man who's going to uh, testify and say, yep, it was a gunshot. And they're gonna be like, all right, well, that's that, I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like you get these like, you know, analysts in there and then, you know, they say whatever the cops want them to say. And it's like, oh, well, this is obviously stacked in the prosecution's favor. Absolutely. And beyond the fact that they're usually stacked in the prosecution's favor, favor anyway. Like right. this, is a, this is an advantage they don't need. Juries already right. trust prosecutors. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, it, it doesn't, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's greedy. It's fucking greedy. Right. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Juries already give way too much credence to cops and prosecutors. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you yeah. don't even need to lie like this. Right. <laughs> All your other lies will do just fine. Yes, you don't need to exactly. go that extra mile. <laughs> that is exactly Stop right. Stop trying so hard. <laughs> uh, that is exactly right. Yeah. So this is a, this, this shot spotter stuff has been, you know, part of the reason it came up was because of that coverage in, in the Chronicle Lady Jane and I uh, both looked at, we saw. Um, and it, it makes, it, it, this is the kind of thing that it makes perfect sense that this would just not work. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like it should. You know what I mean? Right. It sounds like it's, it's, it, it's presented in a way just enough so that uh, like some normie who knows nothing about it will be like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, that, that sounds like it'll work. Yeah, you know, you know the speed of sound. Gunshots right. are, are, you know, a short, sharp sound that travels very far. Yeah. You can probably map those waveforms right. and, and figure out the time difference between three positions and triangulate the position yeah. perfectly. That sounds like something you should right. absolutely be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except, you know, of course, when we talk about like noise pollution and, uh, you know, uh, things like that exactly. going on. 
uh, and that you don't exactly know what sound comes from where because there's a bunch of different sounds coming from a lot of different directions. Uh, well, well, the time. hardware and the and, software just fucking sucks because there's yeah. no reason that one of these mics shouldn't be able to pick up a gunshot right below it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's just unforgivable. Like yeah. that can't be, that's, that's just like, okay, your thing, it obviously does not work if it can't detect a gunshot right underneath it. Then I, yeah, it, no. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like you have to do it even if even if it's not perfect. Right. You have to do it to at least some degree of correct where it doesn't fail to pick up a gunshot right beside it. It's like it's like, you know, uh, some guys talking about like how much of a good bus driver he is, how he's you know, how he has all he has the best uh, bus in the world. And he's like, oh, by the way, I'm blind. Have fun, kids. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I I just thought this was I thought this was hilarious. Shot spotter is stupid. Um. And here's the thing: it's not a stupid idea. It's the kind yeah. of thing that like it makes sense intuitively. Sure. But, oh yeah. But it's a stupid. It's stupid to give the government this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, wow. I mean, I think that's like a truism about just about everything, right? It's like, yeah, wow, you know, I, I like guns. Guns are very, a very good thing. They help like, you know, uh, uh, let level the playing field or altered in some way so that people who aren't as physically strong can defend themselves, you know, things like that. That's great. Uh, but when the government gets its touches, it's like, oh, wow, uh, they're right. now going to become awful. <laughs> you can it. have a totally so, yeah. reasonable tool, a totally. Yeah. And, and again, shot spotter. This is the thing about shot spotter is like, again, intuitively, it should work. Right. The yeah. reason it doesn't is a tech problem. It's a software problem. It's it's based right. on these other issues. and so. It's you're you're absolutely correct. Comparing it to a gun, it's like yeah. I mean, the gun works. The problem is the person yeah. using it. Right. And in this case, it's a government contractor and the government. Yeah, they suck. I I it always boggles my mind why people like and you know like. I say that a little bit hyperbolically because I, I do understand why people trust the state. Like I, I get like, even though I, I totally think they're wrong, I do understand like, well, you, you, this is, you've grown up in this scenario, right? You don't know any other way this could system could possibly yes. run. So this is obviously just the default presumption you work with. Right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I get that. But when you talk, if like, you know, someone was talking about, imagine like some monopoly, like Walmart had all of this and Walmart was paying the, the, the courts, in this society got paid by walmart right they were funded through the stream of the monopolist and they were funded by walmart and then they walmart had its own you know prosecutors and then they had technology for their security system and all of this was running in some monopolized like network uh and now you're like and then you know you want walmart to go to your walmart court and say hey you committed a crime against walmart everyone would understand this is absurd this is not a fair trial yeah There's nothing, there's no, there's no third party involvement in this. There's no neutral third party. Yeah. And when you have uh, technology serving this interest and you want to have that technology used in the court system itself, there is going to always be this inherent, uh, you know, whether there is a bias or not, because perhaps you could, you know, say, well, there isn't necessarily a bias, but it it, it leans that way, Mm -hmm. right? There's always going to be 
doubt about whether you're getting a fair trial uh, in in one of those scenarios. Well, it's very uh, much like, um, you know, the tool mark evidence and stuff on on bullets and, and with firearms where. Right. The 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 reason that these experts get any money is because the state pays them in an attempt to get a conviction. And so, right. of course, all of the studies that the trade union, there's a there's a trade union for these guys. The studies that that trade union funds are absolutely going to say this is a super effective method of determining whether a firearm was involved in a crime. Right. When the right. truth is, and, it's and, not. And yeah, and everyone, everyone would understand that that's a conflict of interest if I was like paying mm-hmm. someone or you know to speak well on my behalf or something, exactly, right? Or paying that if there was some economic interest involved between two parties and one of them was you know coming out in defense of them in court, we would understand. Oh wait, whoa, whoa there's a conflict of interest here. You know, uh, you know, it, it puts things into doubt about whether that is actually trustworthy. Um, yes, so, yeah, it's just like yeah, any in any other scenario we would all understand this but it's when the state is doing it it seemed like well that's just how the system runs mm-hmm. right it's like oh well uh, i do want to clarify easy for you. yeah i'm, I'm sorry ahead. i'm sorry i do want to clarify one thing earlier mm-hmm. when i was saying i don't know uh if this would be under oath pc affidavits sent in by cops are always under oath i'm, I'm referring mm-hmm. to the shot spotter report itself i don't know if that would be oh, sent in under oath right if it is okay. again th- then you've got a perjury problem here um if it's mm-hmm. not then you don't like that's that's the distinction i was right. I, I i i realized that wasn't very clear when i said that earlier oh no yeah 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 that, i i know i i understood that when you were saying that okay yeah. good 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 um all right oh man <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the kind of thing with some of the studies that have been done on ShotSpotter and mm-hmm. and and some of these instances where people have actively lied with it. I, I think defense attorneys are going to have a field day with this tech. I think it's coming. It's, it's day is coming because <laughs> there's no way defense attorneys aren't going to hammer on this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, as they should. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and speaking of, speaking of that, speaking of things that defense attorneys should hammer on, (laughs) Clark Neely, who we've spoken about before. Yeah. He's a, he's great. I love Clark Neely. He's a guy who cares a lot about criminal justice issues, about defendants' rights. Mm -hmm. Um, he cares a lot about people who are victimized by police. This is a guy Mm -hmm. who, and his positions on these things are well-informed. Um, he, he's got data to back up everything he says. Um, and, and he is a, a really smart, reasonable dude on stuff. I like him a lot. Uh, he though, um, how do I put this? He doesn't know absolutely everything. And by that, I mean, he doesn't know absolutely everyone. Mm -hmm. There is a, an article that was published in the Notre Dame law review. That is a really interesting article. It's called Qualified Immunity as Gun Control. Mm-hmm. And it is written by uh, Guha Krishnamurthy and Peter N. Salib. And this piece, what it effectively does is it says that police can use qualified immunity as an end run around Bruin, the, uh, the gun rights case. 
which mm-hmm. upheld that this idea that that you can't have a gun regulation that is counter to the text history and tradition of of gun rights in the United States. And so they have this 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 sort of thing set up where police can face no liability if they just take someone's guns. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so they're free to do that. That 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 police, if you if what you want is gun control, qualified immunity means you can just take people's guns. They can't stop you. They right. can't they can't make you pay money if you if you do it if you if you violate their civil rights in that way. You can't make the police pay money for that. There's there's nothing that qualified right. immunity protects cops in that instance. And the right. best that you're going to get as the victim of an action like that is an injunction. Yeah, right. So the argument is essentially like, uh, even though there's not a a de jour like law that says the cops can take your guns, the cops could just do it anyway. And qualified immunity would protect them uh, retroactively. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's 100 percent the case. Yeah. So in a de facto sense, they could just like, uh, you know, route around your constitutional rights and you're up a creek, which is what qualified immunity effectively happens now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just what happens now. It's just a way that they can route around your constitutional rights because there's no liability if they violate them. Yep. Um. And so here's the here's this is this piece is very, very interesting, but I want to go down to one paragraph in particular uh two paragraphs on page four of this gun rights advocates who lean conservative would doubtless decry this state of affairs as lawless liberals and civil libertarians have long said the same about qualified immunity albeit as applied to violations of other rights their objections have largely been to police repeated evasion of liability for using in their view unconstitutionally excessive force Historic defenders of qualified immunity have seen things differently. They warn that without the doctrine, a flood of meritless excessive force claims would cripple police departments' ability to do their important work. But what looks like a clear constitutional violation and what looks like a meritless claim depends to some extent on which rights one favors. If police begin to aggressively disarm citizens under the aegis of qualified immunity, its conservative-leaning defenders may worry less about meritless claims. Perhaps they will ally with liberals and civil libertarians in arguing for the qualified for qualified immunity's abolition. Or perhaps not. Either way, the Bruin decision will have scrambled qualified immunity's political valence. Going forward, the doctrine will either provide cover for left-leaning states to disarm potentially dangerous citizens even in tension with the second amendment with second amendment principles or it will be weakened reinvigorating civil liability as a mechanism for policing the police Mm -hmm. now clark neely to me when he posted this piece he seems to take it at face value as being pro this regime but guha guha krishnamurthy was one of my professors. <laughs> <laughs> he was my criminal procedure professor. Professor, and um, he fucking hates qualified immunity. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is essentially a setup. He's setting up uh, qualified immunity out in the spotlight to say, "Hey, gun rights people, uh, you should hate this." Exactly. <laughs> exactly i I like that tactic it's really good (laughs) and it's exactly the kind of thing he would do he's smart like that yeah um it it really is it's exactly the kind of thing he would do yeah now i don't know i think his position on the second amendment is probably that bruins too far i don't think guha is a pro-gun guy 
Right. I, I don't know because it sure. never came up because he was my crim pro professor, not my con law professor, right? Yeah. So, so it never really came up. But I'm sorry, do what? I, I like that he's this guy who's just trying to get everyone to hate the thing he really hates, though. Yes. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> just like, hey, here's a reason every person alive should agree with me and hate this thing, too. Exactly. Exactly. And he's not wrong. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's not wrong at all. Um, yeah. But that's the thing is he's he's I, I have a feeling he thinks the Second Amendment is too expansive, mm-hmm. especially under Bruin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just get that feeling from him, but I don't know. Right. It, again, it mm-hmm. never came up. I do know that he fucking hates qualified immunity. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, yeah, uh, you know, what? do you want to just explain what qualified immunity is to people who may not be familiar? Because I don't I, I'm sure might know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners might know, but not probably not everyone may or maybe not in you know an actual legal way. You know what? Like they I may would know love the to do that. I would love to do that. And in fact, I think I will read it right from this article because it does a really good job of explaining it in a way that people um Mm -hmm. i think can understand because here's the here's the problem well you know what i'll talk about that here in a minute let me just read this um This is from page seven. Qualified immunity is a doctrine that protects government officials from liability for allegedly violating individuals' constitutional rights when the officials' actions do not clearly violate the law. It principally arises in cases brought under 42 U.S.C. Section 1983, and that is just called Section 1983 colloquially, a Section 1983 case, and Bivens, which authorize civil suits for money damages by individuals alleging that their constitutional rights were violated by government officials. The theory is that state officials should not be monetarily liable unless a reasonable person would have known that their conduct was unconstitutional. This means that to win, a plaintiff must show that the state official's conduct was clearly established as unconstitutional in a prior authoritative judicial ruling. If it were otherwise, the argument goes, state officials would be beset with harassment and distraction from voluminous civil rights suits. Qualified immunity protects officials only from money damages. It does not apply to injunctive relief. That said, in cases seeking only monetary damages, qualified immunity is supposed to protect the government official from facing suit at all. Thus, the court repeatedly has stressed the importance of resolving immunity questions at the earliest possible stage in litigation. The goal is that purportedly insubstantial claims against government officials will be resolved prior to discovery. So... The way that it functions is that prior to a case even reaching the discovery phase, Mm -hmm. a a government official can have the case thrown out. And the the, the linchpin of this is that there has not been a, a precedential case in that jurisdiction with near identical facts that would make the government official aware that their action violated someone's civil rights. Okay, right. Yeah. So if you remember the TikTok that that was going around when the qualified immunity discussion was big and and it was the teacher Mm -hmm. saying, you know, uh, or the the, the kid telling the teacher, he hit me and the teacher saying, well, did he get in trouble for it before? And the kid says, no. And the teacher says, well, then he's fine. That's that's exactly how it works. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And there are many people who defend qualified immunity will say that's not true. They are wrong. They do not understand the law. (laughs) (laughs) they are just dead wrong yeah and you know it's always funny i've had some cops that i've interacted with before uh we talk about this stuff and they'll tell you if we didn't have qualified immunity then we couldn't do our jobs and i'm like huh 
What an interesting statement that is. Yeah, if How we if we were to be held what? liable for violating people's rights, we couldn't do our jobs. Right. What an interesting statement. Yeah. What an admission. That's what, what's the implication what, there? Yeah, what is your job exactly? Sir? <laughs> uh, uh, That's exactly yeah. right. Um again the uh, 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 Guha and, and his co-author, whose name I've already forgotten because I only know Guha, um, <laughs> say, uh, the downside, however, is legal stagnation. When courts determine whether that alleged conduct was not a clear violation of law without deciding whether it was a violation at all, then constitutional doctrine goes undeveloped, and the effect compounds. A subsequent case may allege the same conduct, but absent a constitutional ruling in the initial case, it too may be dismissed for lack of a clearly established violation without a decision on substantive constitutionality, and so want and that's the problem with this is that well he hit me did he get in trouble for it before no he hit me again did he get in trouble for it before no <laughs> right it's an infinite regress at that point exactly it's just like yeah well there's this precedent that they're not liable so they're not liable uh and it's just yeah yes that's exactly it and so uh, again i i i would encourage people to read this not with the assumption that the authors are anti-gun, which, again, I don't, I don't know Gu's position on guns. I do know his position on qualified immunity. <laughs> so I would suggest people, first of all, because it's very interesting, I would suggest people read this. But I would suggest people read it with a mindset of it being written by someone who fucking hates qualified immunity. <laughs> right. You know, th- there's always the old uh, adage, you know, no one is above the law. Which on its own is not even true, right? That, no, that, of course that's not. not but but I think there there's something they're getting there that they're missing. It's not that you know we're saying people are the state itself is above the law. It's that you're below it. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. You are below the law, and they are the law. So yes, uh, you know. It, it, I think when you put it in those terms, people kind of maybe get it more because it's like oh. So they're just the ones uh, instituting this, and then they're enforcing it. And then yeah. you were the ones feeling the effects of it. And uh, if they say they're not liable legally, guess what? <laughs> yes, um, I, I, uh, I did tell Clark, I, I commented on it, I said, at the risk of self-doxing, Guha was one of my profs, dude is a king. This article's a stealth attack on qualified immunity and very much in line with the kind of thing he would do. And Clark said, thanks for the data point. So I don't know if Clark believes me, but, <laughs> but I, I, I think that's what's happening here. Yeah. I think Guha, and here's the thing, I loved taking uh, Crimpro with Guha, because Guha mm-hmm. is very much a defendant's rights guy. And um, mm-hmm. he's, he very much is, is on the side of people who are victimized by the state. Um, mm, that's good. Yes. And so, again, I, I don't know what his position is on guns or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know his abortion opinions, though I suspect, mm-hmm, right. you know, I suspect I know his abortion opinions, but I don't. I don't know for sure. Because mm-hmm. it never came up. What did come up was the way the state treats people in cases where you have criminality or, or suspected mm-hmm. criminality. Um, in cases where you have people who are victimized by police, and I, 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 I'm, I 99.9% know his opinion on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, it, he, this, this piece is absolutely written from that perspective. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. If I'm wrong, here's the thing. If I'm wrong, I might even just email him because he gave us his email when we were in his <laughs> class. I might even just email him and see if I'm wrong about it. I, I don't think I am. I think his response yeah. would be a winky emoji. 
Uh, right, right. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I, he's obviously right that in, in, in the sense that everyone should oppose qualified immunity. Like it is just such an it to me, it's just such a like an intuitive affront to justice. Right. Yes. Uh, like the, the, the theories of justice that like most people at least intuitively understand from afar. Uh, it seems like, yeah, these are people who are abiding by a double standard. Right. There is the standard you're held to and then there's the standard they're held to. Uh, and this is obviously, you know. Uh, not something that most people would think is okay in any other circumstance. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's, and, and, and uh, frankly, exactly as you said, it places people below the law. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, and, and does, and it does so like explicitly. This is the thing I don't understand why people who defend qualified immunity is that they act like it doesn't protect cops when they violate people's civil rights. They just act like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. And it's the whole purpose of the doctrine. Right. Ah, it blows my mind. <laughs> but in any case, that's, uh, I want to go back cause I, I feel bad for forgetting the co-author here. Uh, it's Guha Krishnamur- uh, Krishnamurthy and Peter in who wrote this piece. Um, and they have, Oh, Hey, Oh, they've got like thanks and stuff in there too. That's pretty interesting. I like I oh. I, I like Guy. He's a cool guy. Um, in any case, yeah. Th- th- so I, I'm gonna link to this in the in the in the description of the show because I do think it's mm-hmm. an interesting read. But I, my position on this is that Guha's writing this in order to tell Second Amendment people that qualified immunity is against your interests too. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I get from it. And again, I, I don't know Guha's position on guns. I, I don't. So I can't say for sure whether... Well, here's the thing. No, I think I can. I can say for sure that he wouldn't like qualified immunity to be used this way because he hates qualified immunity being used to take away people's rights. Like, that's, the, that's mm-hmm. at base what he doesn't like. <laughs> right. And so I don't think he's writing in support of this. Of, of, of the state doing this. I think he's writing to explain the danger of qualified immunity. Mm-hmm. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, that, right, that, that is sort of like, given, given the context that you've given me, uh, that, that seems to be my reading of it too, which, which is cool, actually. I, I, yeah. I, like, I like the tactic. Well, it's exactly the kind of thing he would do. He's a smart yeah. kind of guy like that, where he's, because yeah. he, he, he's, he, he will make arguments like that even in, in like class and stuff, he'll, he'll make mm-hmm. arguments like that, that kind of take the logic and turn it just a little bit. And then suddenly it's like, well, maybe I'm on the wrong side of this. <laughs> if that's actually something uh, Murray Rothbard used to do when he would be more, when he would engage in more like activism type, type uh, uh, things where he would like uh, take these like uh, niche little like um, left wing or right wing topics and say, here's why you should hate this thing that I really hate. And yeah. he just try to get all these people to hate the same thing, even if it was just on a single issue. It was re- I, I like that. Yes. Yes, I like it as well. I think it's very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring that because I saw Clark Neely tweet about it, and we've talked about it, and 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 I I have have said that Clark Neely's great in the past. Um, but I don't think Clark Neely is aware of Guha's positions on stuff, and there's no reason that he would be. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right, so someone I, who's reading it like 
you know, without the context that you have, you've given, it's plausible that they could just read it like, oh, yeah, this guy's obviously supporting it. He's telling yes. the state how to get around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and doing so purposefully and and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would right. be a that's a totally reasonable reading of it, too, which I think is part mm-hmm. of the yeah. genius of the piece. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it's sort of like a filtering mechanism, like you could out the type of person you are by reading. You're like, oh, yeah, interesting. We can use this or it's or or you're horrified. Of it. So, Which you know, to me, kinda... it seems like the point, because it's like it could very well yeah. be. I mean, if you're reading this with no knowledge of Guha. It, 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 it could very well be that it's like, oh, some some some, you know, uh, police chiefs, mayors, things like that may say this is a great idea. And because right. of the court's recent positions on on gun rights, um, it could deal a major blow to qualified immunity if that starts happening. And one of those cases goes right. Up. That's true. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of like a uh, I don't think. I don't think Guho would appreciate my saying this, but mm. there's a little bit of accelerationism in this. Right, right, right. <laughs> Just think, hmm, how many cases can we kick up to the Supreme Court exactly. uh, on this issue of gun rights and qualified immunity? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't think he would see it that way. I don't think it's what uh-huh. he would want. But I think there is some there. <laughs> right, Yeah. <laughs> Is you know, it's like the meme with the guy with the stick poking at the other one, like, dude, come on, do something. You yes, know? Exactly. It's just like come on. <laughs> uh, but I do think it's a very good illustration of the danger yeah. of qualified immunity, especially for conservatives who like gun rights. Right. Yeah. But but here's the thing too. A lot of the this would only work on people who are um critical in their view of things because Uncritical right. conservatives, of which there are many, and we've seen them talk about stuff like this, their whole position would just be, yeah, so just get rid of qualified immunity in, the, in this case. Yeah, or they would say that, well, it, it probably doesn't happen that often, so it's not a, a big focus of interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, would, they could hand wave it away like that, too. Yeah. Like, they're saying, well, yeah, maybe some cops would do that, but most of them are good people, so most of them aren't, are just, they, or, they, they, they wouldn't engage in that. If the, if the victim of a disarmament like this is trans, then it gets upheld. Oh, right, yeah, or if they are considered, a, well, they could be dangerous, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but the but but thinking people though, <laughs> uh, I think would absolutely see the the logic here, um, mm-hmm. and should because it's it's yeah. it's compelling and it's yeah. it's an argument that yeah, many, I, many people who hate qualified immunity have been making for a very long time. It's like you're right. next. Yeah, and like look, if you believe in like justice, if you believe that everyone should be held to the same standard, then qualified immunity is just a big no-no, right? Yes. It's, it's you're creating a second standard, a second class of people in society that are governed by different rules completely. Yes. Than what you would be governed by. Well, it's the same sort of discussion that was had when we were talking about SB8. Yes. Um, yep. Back in the day when 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 that was happening and, and the the first thing that you notice on reading SB8, again, if you're thinking critically while you're reading um, the, the, the sort of legal regime that it sets out, is that this could be done with firearms. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who helps anyone acquire a firearm can be can be taken to court. And in fact, California tried to pass a law to that effect almost immediately upon mm-hmm. SB8's passage. And so it's it's one of those things that y- y- you you have to be able to think about it from different directions. And to your point, mm-hmm. 
to your point, qualified immunity is so general in its application, it harms everyone. Right. You can't just limit it to gun stuff or abortion stuff or anything else. It, it, it harms literally everyone. Right. Because everyone has civil rights that can be violated, and then you have no legal recourse. Right. And it also just creates an incentive for cops to, you know, do this. Because obviously, you know, if you, if you know you're not going to get, um, uh, you know, punished legally for, you know, violating someone's rights, you're, you're less likely to be apprehensive and it, right? Yes. Uh, so it, it's just, yeah, it, it creates a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, perilous environment for people in regards to their rights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it, it effectively removes them. Right. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's very much like uh, I, I, I make the similar argument when, when it comes to the Second Amendment with regard to cases um, where police just shoot guys for having a gun on them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If that is a, your standard. Right. If that's just what your standard is, then there is no Second Amendment de facto. There is no like right. exp- legal expression of the Second Amendment if you're just getting shot for having a gun. Right. And it's one of those things that, you know, I don't want to be uh, this is OK. The point I'm about to make should not be considered advice, legal or life mm-hmm. advice, because mm-hmm. this is one of those things that's very personal. And my position on it is counterintuitive and against the advice that most people give. And so I do Mm -hmm. not want to act like this is the way to be. All right. Mm -hmm. But it is the way that I am. Yeah. And that is to say personal expression. Yes. And that is to say that I have no desire to tell a cop when I'm armed. There's the the general wisdom, especially among CCW classes and and instructors and, and carriers is that you tell tell an officer that you're armed and give him your CCW along with your other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I like at a traffic stop or something like that. I live in the state of Texas. We have constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to tell an officer that I am armed because what he does not does not know can't hurt me. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm, I don't I'm not I don't have my gun in plain view in the cab of my vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't keep it where I also keep my insurance information and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, there's no way it gets seen if I'm getting my insurance or anything else that the cop might need at a traffic uh-huh. stop. So I have no desire to tell an officer that I have yeah. a gun because that's yeah. only going to serve to make him jumpy. Right. Yeah, exactly. And as as you were saying, I'm not obviously I'm not giving advice either uh, legal or moral, uh, but I, I'm just pointing out we, we have seen cases or instances where like Philando Castile. Philando Castile uh, is the classic. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, you, he tells the cop he's armed. Uh, I think he was going for the registration. The cop asked for registration. Mm-hmm. He was going for registration uh, and the cop shot him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So sometimes that's, you know, doesn't pan out it doesn't work uh yeah. it, sometimes as you said it sometimes it makes the cop jumpy yeah and what they don't know can't hurt me because mm-hmm. if i'm doing my job right and carrying the gun they don't know i've got it right and they won't figure it out we can go through the entire traffic stop and they never had any idea mm-hmm. and that to me is preferable again this may be a terrible way to live i don't know yeah 
I yeah, just we're not giving you advice. We're not saying, hey, you right. should or should or shouldn't do this or that. Yeah, it's sure. Just, listen, listen to who you trust. Listen to whoever mm-hmm. advice you think is best. I, I don't. If it's your CCW instructor and they say always tell the cop, fine. Listen to them. I, I don't care. But it's it's my position that I'm I won't be doing that. Mm-hmm. That that they don't. I, I'm only putting myself in danger by doing that. I'm only making the situation more dangerous for me by telling a cop that I have a gun. Right. Right. It's sort of like going back to like what we've, what you've said in the past where it's like, uh, when, when, uh, if, if you're engaged in a a conflict with the police or something, or they just tell you to stop or something, just lay down the ground, just lay down on the ground. You know what I mean? It's sort of like that. Lay down and (laughs) do not move. Let them do it. Let them do all the work because if you walk towards them, they could misinterpret something, be jumpy, and shoot you. I forget so, the poor guy's so. name, but the guy who was in the hotel hallway in in Arizona. Um, fuck, I forget his oh, name. Uh, Daniel Foster. Daniel. No, Fa- uh, no, yeah. no, no. Wait, Am I, I, I might think be it was. Combining two people now I there. can't remember. Oh God, I pride myself on being able to remember these guys' names. Um, I, I'm very bad at. Um, I'm, I can't no. shit. I feel terrible about it. But, but that, that video where that officer who, you know, got his, got rehired and then got his PTSD leave for killing this guy. Um, mm-hmm. the solution in that situation, Daniel Shaver. Daniel Daniel Shaver. Shaver. perfect. Yes, that's it. The solution in Daniel Shaver situation was to lay down and not move, lay mm-hmm. down, spread right. Eagle and don't fucking move. Yep. doesn't yeah. matter how Let much they tell to you. you to move. Don't move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because here's the thing, if they're yep. not moving, if you're not moving, there's no threat. Right. You start moving, and that's when things get weird. So the, the, yep. the just don't fucking move. And it doesn't matter if they're telling yep. you to move, they're not going to shoot you for not moving. Right. Well, I say that. They should. Well, yeah. It's well, less likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's less likely that they'll shoot you for not moving. Right. And that's the that's because that's the danger is is just moving around a cop can get you killed. Mm-hmm. But that was the but in, in any case, that's the that's sort of the position that I've had on that on the Second Amendment is that it doesn't exist so long as you can just be killed for having a gun by a, by a cop with an itchy trigger finger. There's no right. There is no right to be armed if a cop can just kill you and nothing happens to him as a result. Right. Yeah, and if the cop can just say, well, I thought he might have shot me or he could have shot me or something yeah. like that. It's like, yeah. what kind of standard is that? No, anything, <laughs> like, anything can happen at any time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and this is what people who carry. And the, again, there are conservatives who carry who are like back the blue guys and all this other stuff. But for those guys, I would say the reason you carry is because anything can happen at any time. And it's right. that fact is not going to protect you. If you go crazy or get, get jumpy in a Walmart and shoot somebody who you, right. you ought to not a shot. Yeah. So that the, the, the fact that anything can happen at any time, it's why you carry. And right. it also doesn't protect you when you fuck up. So why should it protect yeah, it's them? not a justification for preemptive force. Because exactly. Something might have happened. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. Um, but I just thought this was—I just thought this was fascinating. I thought uh, I, I don't blame Clark for for not reading it the way that I read it, and you know I'll mm-hmm. leave it open. There's a possibility I'm wrong. Um, sure. I don't think so because again, mm-hmm. I, I was my professor, and you know he was a professor who you could stay after class and talk to him about this stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, and I did that periodically with him. So, so. 
I, I, I feel like I know where he's coming from on this. And mm-hmm. it's not face value. Uh, or it's not to be taken at face value. Um, but in any case, I, I just, uh, like I said, I don't blame Clark for not, not knowing Guha. Like, that's not, mm-hmm. there's no reason that he would. Sure. Um, so this isn't, a, it's not like I'm saying Clark isn't a trustworthy source of information. He is, absolutely. And, and has always been so, and will remain so, I assume. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm not going back on my, on my praise of Clark Neely. Uh, I just want to add context to what Clark Neely was talking about. Mm-hmm. With regard to this piece, but it's uh, it is a it is a fascinating thing, and Guha is is <laughs> there's a little bit just a little bit of the soul of a troll in that guy, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. And again, that's something he probably wouldn't appreciate me saying, but I noticed it when I was in his class. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think this is an example of that. I, and I'm I'm. I like it. I, and I like Guha a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's all, that's all I had to say. Did you have any other thoughts about qualified immunity and, and stuff along those lines? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think I, uh, I think we both like talked about that. Um, pretty well. We've covered it pretty well here. Good. All right. You want to go to Canada then? Uh, no, not really. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, I <laughs> yes. I <laughs> so Jackalope tweeted something that I, uh, I found hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, apparently in Canada, Meta, the company which operates and owns Facebook, Instagram, and now threads, um, and Oculus and the metaverse and blah, 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 blah. Um, they are blocking access in Canada to, uh, news sites from Canada in Canada. <laughs> they they are, they are effectively saying, oh, you're in Canada. You don't get to see this Canadian news site and the, the Canadian journalists and Canadians are upset. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say Canadians in a blanket way because Jackalope's Canadian and he thinks it's hilarious. So, right. <laughs> and there right. are, there are others like him, I'm sure. But unthinking people are upset by this. <laughs> and the reason this is happening is because Canada passed a law called C-18. And, uh, well, I say passed. I think they passed it. Let me pull this up just real quick. I don't want to be wrong about this. Uh, C-18 has been enacted by the government of Canada. The law requires two... Okay. This is the this is the what the law functions as. The law requires two companies to pay for simply showing links to news, something that everyone else does for free. This unprecedented decision creates uncertainty for search and news products and exposes them to uncapped financial liability simply for facilita- facilitating Canadians' access to news from Canadian publishers. So the idea is that um, Google and Meta, in particular, are going to owe news companies a kickback for links to those news companies that are posted on their services or that show up on their services. And the, the reason they have to do this is because um, journalists want it, I assume. I'm not sure what the thought process is behind this. Mm. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, why would you? Why would you do this? Why would you tell Google and Meta that if a link to a Canadian news organization shows up on their site, they have to pay that news organization? I'm sorry, news organization. Right. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. The, the motivation behind yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. And so, let me see if I can actually find the, uh, yes. Okay, so what Google and and Meta basically did is they said that we're going to remove Canadian news from our services if if this passes (laughs) in the way that it's written. Like, we we can't serve news to Canadians if this happens this way. Uh Uh-huh, right. And it is, uh, it is. So they would have to pay every time it was linked, or, or like uh, you would, um, whoever was linking it. Like, how exactly? Who is being charged exactly? Yes. Okay. Um, so the the content provider, that being Google or yeah. or Facebook, which is itself weird because Google and Facebook don't make content. They right. They they index and serve other people's content. Right. And so this idea that that Google and Facebook are putting this up themselves is is ridiculous anyway. This is what happens, by mm-hmm. the way, when you don't have Section 230. Is that you, <laughs> yes, yes. Is that the, these companies that that serve third party material, um, they they don't them they are not themselves producing the material. They're serving material produced by third parties. They get they end up getting held liable for what shows up. Mm-hmm. And then you can get situations like this where there is what Google describes as a link tax on on the actual uh, on the on the pieces themselves. And so they have to pay per link, it seems to me. So for, <laughs> for Google, I mean, if I'm Googling something from the Toronto Sun, I think that's an outlet. Uh-huh. Candidate. If I'm Googling something from the Toronto Sun, I, I say I say this this story or this, you know, a couple of keywords, uh, Toronto Sun. Mm-hmm. The fact that Google has that link index, they would have to pay. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> I don't think it would be per search, but it oh, would be Yeah, because that would per, be... A, right. Right, that'd be insane if it was per search. <laughs> and here's the thing. The whole thing kind is kind of insane, so I don't, I don't want to yeah, say right. with too I, yeah, much certainty, yeah. but... I don't think it would be per search, but I, I would think like for Facebook, for example, if somebody posts the link, Facebook would have to pay for that link. Now, I don't know if Facebook would have to pay for every time that link shows up on someone's post. Yeah, if it was like, yeah, exactly. So if it was like per every time someone linked it, imagine that it's like a bunch of like trolls getting together and bankrupting Facebook or something. Right. <laughs> like just spamming the link. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know. There's some there's some autists out there who would be committed to do that. Oh yes. Oh was, yes. It would be hilarious. Yes. And so uh this is this is sort of the way that the, the the way that this has gone. So now uh Meta and Meta has basically said, okay, then Canadians don't get to see Canadian news links. Right. There you go. That's yeah. what compliance looks Which is like. What they were gonna do. They're not gonna let themselves just be charged. Mm-hmm. Uh you know. <laughs> Yeah. And it's effectively what the law does. The law basically says, right. look, if you're going to have these links, you got to pay for them. Okay, then I just won't have the links. Yeah. There okay. you go. <laughs> no news for you from Canada. Uh, well, 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I don't want to derail it too much, but when you brought up the Section 230 thing, I, I saw a bunch of people, uh, like uh, conservatives, uh, wanting to repeal Section 230. Uh, oh, they're back they, on like, that they again? They just don't understand it. They're back on that again, yes. Uh, because, uh, yeah, because they think, well, it allows people, well, we don't like being censored, so we need to get rid of Section 230. Right. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, do you like comment sections? Right. Do you like here's this is something that there was a conversation about this happening on Blue Sky as well. And there was this guy who was saying, like, I don't know what social media would even look like if you got rid of Section 230. And the answer is it wouldn't exist. Right. Because, yeah, because there's no way yeah. that, that you could scale. Who's going to take the risk? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's no way that you could scale a a company that does nothing but serve third-party content if you didn't yeah. have the safe harbor of, of 230. Right. There's yeah, absolutely if you're no held way. liable for something someone on your site does, just randomly, uh, it's like, yeah, no one's going to want to put themselves at that legal risk no. uh, for that. So social media, <laughs> if Section 230 were repealed, social media would look like a few nerds who can spin yeah. up their own uh, federated instance of a of right. some federated... It'd be like a, a little Discord server. Yes, That's Activity what it would Pub or AT yeah. Protocol. Well, here's the thing. It would have to be your own server, right? Because and it would if, have to be your own. Yeah. yeah. Because all the stuff in Discord's held on Discord servers. Right. And, and so they, they wouldn't want you to do that. So you would, it would right, have to be right. It would be like your own instance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so the, the, basically you would you kill this idea of, of, of yeah. having a single repository. And here's the thing right. that you would also hurt. You know, you say it would be peer-to-peer, but this is the problem too. Peer-to-peer social media, okay? Mm-hmm. When you build federated peer-to-peer social media systems, let, let's think about something like AT Protocol with stuff hosted on IPFS, right? Mm-hmm. What right. you've developed there uh, that I should probably explain a little bit about the, what those words mean. So a federated um, social media system protocol would mm-hmm. allow you to deploy on your own server yes. a, a Twitter clone. And then federating that means that your Twitter clone on your server can talk to other Twitter clones on other people's servers and bring it all into mm-hmm. the same timeline, like on a big social media site. The right, difference like is an interconnected network, but the nodes are de- are not specifically together. Yes, it's basically can, decentralizing the, yeah. the 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 concept of Twitter. Right, and so you you can you can do that right now with activity with Activity Pub and AT Protocol will be coming eventually. I hope maybe we'll talk about that. Um. <laughs> But the, the, and then you could also, for example, hook into those protocols with something like IPFS so that Mm -hmm. you could store information in a peer to peer decentralized way that would then allow that information to be served in, in a way that is less, um, less harmful. uh, I shouldn't say harmful, less heavy on your own server storage. Because right now, if you have an ActivityPub server, for example, and someone posts a GIF, well, that GIF gets stored on your server. If that mm-hmm. GIF were instead a callback to an IPFS link, then it would, you would be able to have that stored wherever on the IPFS uh, system, and it could just be called up by, by the system, and you don't have to really store anything mm-hmm. outside of text. And so... You, if you have the interplanetary file system, IPFS, the problem with getting rid of Section 230 is that it makes everybody running an IPFS node liable for what's on that node. 
<laughs> yeah, that is pretty absurd. Isn't it? Yeah. It's 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 a it's a peer to peer sort of storage system. It's similar to torrent, but not really because it's way 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 easier than torrenting. It kind of runs in the background on its own. But if you run an IPFS node and anything gets stored on your node that was made by somebody else without Section 230, you're responsible for that. Right. And so that's part of the problem is that is that getting rid of Section 230 doesn't just hurt the corporate Internet. It doesn't just hurt the the centralized corpo bullshit that we see mm-hmm. it hurts you and it right. hurts the decentralized web which is the answer to the corporate internet right right <laughs> yeah <laughs> because without that you would it's just, like, you would it's just like someone, your own shit right it's like uh you know the people who want uh 230 gone it's like they stub their toe and then they want to shoot their foot off with a shotgun uh, what? you know it's Exactly. It's very uh, an interesting tactic. Let's see how well it works out for you. Yeah, right. Well, so that's the problem is that if you if you build these kinds of systems, the the, the decentralized web is going to depend as much on Section 230 as the corporate web. Right. Because I don't I personally let's say that I spin up my own AT protocol instance or let's say that I run my own IPFS node. I I don't. I can't be held liable for what someone else uploads there. So if someone yeah, decides on right. my AT Proto instance to upload a, a whole ass movie, right? They can get the DMCA takedown. I won't. I won't. Right. I can't be taken to court for that. It was someone else's doing. Yeah. And just like, just intuitively on, on ground level intuition of like what a normie might think or feel, right? It seems intuitively correct that you should not be judged or uh, guilted uh, for something someone else does in your proximity or even in your own house. Right? right. If someone in your own house commits some crime or does something bad, you should not be arrested if you did not do it just because someone else did it in your like on your property. Yeah. I mean, let's say you're having a party, right? And someone smokes crack yeah. in your bathroom. Right. Technically, you are hosting that crack smoking. It's happening in your right. house. It's <laughs> happening in your bathroom. and They're smoking crack in your yeah. house. The difference is it's not your crack and you're not the one smoking it. Right. Yes. And so there, there, there should be no, no culpability there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very similar sort of thing, but, but th- I mean, that's the kind of thing that, that people balk at is this idea that like, well, hosting is different, right? Because if you're hosting something, you're the one serving that information to other third parties that the third party originally <laughs> uploaded. And it's like, yes, that's true, but you didn't upload it. Right. You're allowing it to happen. That doesn't mean you're actually, you know, doing it. And here's the thing with the DMCA system and stuff like that. If something comes through that says uh, you're allowing this to happen and me, the copyright holder, I'm not okay with it. Well, then I am obliged to say, okay, well, then I'll remove it. Right. Yeah. I I am because it, it for two reasons. One is that that's kind of how DMCA functions. And the second is. It helps protect me from further recourse down the road. It, it helps protect me from copyright holders then getting together and saying, we got to fix this 230 thing because we can't sue YouTube for hosting right. our which music. The, right. Which is why YouTube is always so copyright uh, happy yes. uh, in, this, in their DMCAs is that they don't want to get in trouble. So they're just like, all right, well, I'm <laughs> I'm going to throw out this copyright strike and, you know, I uh, take this down. Because, right. Uh, 
YouTube uh, has to be very tell, aggressive on issues of copyright public. because if the copyright yeah. holders, the uh, movie studios, television studios, uh, publishers, uh, music producers, all the all that stuff, if they all got together and started lobbying the government to get rid of Section 230 so they could sue YouTube rather than the individual who uploaded the, the content, mm-hmm. YouTube's fucked. That's why YouTube has to yeah. be very aggressive with copyright stuff. Right. Right. They're effectively acting under duress. Yes, because they yes. know there's going to be a law that fucks them if they don't. Right. And so that's the that's sort of what's what's the case here. So people people who do not understand say, again, conservatives, do you like having Truth Social? Do you like having Gab? <laughs> Those go away if you get rid of Section Two Thirty because hosting third party content becomes a liability that is untenable. Right. And it only empowers, like, Google. Right. Because Google, well, it's, you know, if it's, you go Google something, they don't store anything on their servers. They just index the whole internet. Right. So and they're further uh, protected. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, it, it's always what we go back to about people not being able to think past first order effects. Uh, yeah. They just, like, they have this uh, gut thing where it's like, I don't like being censored. And this thing called 230 is protecting them while censoring me. Uh, yes. Therefore, we need to get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. And, and instead, it, it, it effectively it destroys the web if you get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because then, because you have two problems. The first is that every, the only content that's going to be able to be hosted is content that's hosted on your own stuff, right? Which is mm-hmm. which is difficult. I mean, here's the thing: people that host like a Mastodon instance, and people or uh, people who host a Pleroma instance, people who will be hosting AT Protocol, they're not going to be doing this on their own metal. They're going to be mm-hmm. doing this through AWS, through Microsoft right, Azure. Right, right. They're going to be right. doing this on other people's servers, right? Yeah, they're not actually building it themselves, probably not most people, and exactly. actually hosting it yeah, directly. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and so what happens to AWS, Microsoft Azure, the people who are using that to host their own content? I mean, fucking mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I don't, I don't host our stuff on our own server. Right. And so <laughs> what happens to, to this show... When when the server that I do host this stuff on says, well, we can't host third party stuff anymore, so you're gone. Right, right. Yeah, it, you're, it would be the complete and utter destruction of the Internet as we know it. Yeah. Uh, without 230. Yeah. And especially be, and here's the thing, the the solution to the fact that AWS and Microsoft have and Google have a stranglehold on hosting on the Internet. Right. Especially AWS. Mm-hmm. AWS is a is a linchpin in the internet as it's constructed right now and it's a it's a single point of failure for a lot of the internet and so the 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 solution to that is the decentralized web right it's this idea that you can have the interplanetary file system you can have federated servers you can have all this stuff that that links all this information together without relying on a single point of failure like a big corporate server farm right the problem is getting rid of Section 230 protection fucks over anyone who would run a node on that decentralized service. Yeah, right. Because I'm now liable for, again, I'm, I'm, I'm restating what I said earlier, but if somebody uploads something to IPFS and it gets pinned on my node, I'm liable for it. Because I'm hosting it on my home computer. 
You know what I mean? And so this idea that mm-hmm. this idea that you that 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 Section two thirty doesn't hurt the little guy or does hurt corporations is insane. It cuts off with the knees right. the only solution to the corporate web. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the ultimate like self defeat thing. Well, it, I I want to say that it's almost like you know, uh, like well, it, it's kind of it's self defeating, but they're not. They don't. Oh, it's self-defeating. The people who want this don't even know that they're actually defeating themselves when they yeah, this. Exactly. Uh, it's, yeah. It's just uh And I think there are two yeah, reasons yeah. for it. I think you're right with, with mm-hmm. the with they can't think past first order effects. And also they don't understand the tech. Right. Yeah, they yeah, right. They don't understand the architecture of the web. Right. I mean that's that's part of the reason that we talk about like, okay, so People who are like against encrypting everything, right? <laughs> right. No one argue people people arguing that you should encrypt everything. Like I argue you should encrypt everything. In fact, mm-hmm. I would like to see the interplanetary file system go to a fully encrypted uh sort mm-hmm. of distributed host. Because the the problem with the IPFS is that you're still transmitting stuff on the open internet. And when that goes on the backbone, right. they can spy on it. Now there's like three companies that own the internet backbone. And that's why it's important that you're able to um, to encrypt your traffic is because three companies could just shut you down right. entirely. <laughs> they will not allow your data to transmit on on their fiber. And so this the the, the, the but again, there the, all these people who are like, well, no, we can't encrypt everything because because of this, that, and the other thing. Either it's crime or 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 it's too technical or whatever. Yeah. The, it's like you're not understanding the reason, though. It's not just about protecting yourself from prosecutors. It's not just about protecting yourself from the destruction of the Fourth Amendment, which these things are important, but it's not just that. It's about the fact that you protect yourself from the three people who own the backbone of the Internet. If they can't see what your traffic right. is doing, they can't shut you down. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and that's very much the same with this 230 stuff, where it's just like, no, you can't get rid of Safe Harbor, because you you effectively, you destroy third-party content on the internet, and you destroy any possibility of chipping away at the AWSs, the Microsoft Azures, Google, whatever they call their hosting service, I mm-hmm. forget. Um, you, you chip away at the ability to take away from that market share with peer-to-peer services, because I don't want to be on that peer-to-peer service if I'm liable for every little thing that gets pinned on my node. Right. Of course not. Yeah, it's just insane. It's just obviously insane. Because let's say, let's bring it down to like a more personal level. Let's say one of the people listening to this, let's say I started hosting this show with IPFS, which I actually, I intend to move everything to where it's hosted on IPFS at some point, but it's, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. not easy to set up right now and it's going to be, you know, a pain in the ass, yada, yada. But, um, or at least available there, maybe not solely hosted there, but available there. If someone listening to the show were to say, oh, I like this show, I'll, I'll whitelist these people's uploads so that it gets pinned to my node, and therefore there's more uh, peers that it can be downloaded from, speeds get better, there's less congestion, um, the, the content's more readily available to the end user who wants to listen to the show. Me being a listener of this show, I want to support the show, and that's how I'm going to support it is by pinning it on my node. Mm-hmm. And then let's say you or I say something defamatory. Right. Well, that random person who just wanted to support the show by pinning it is liable for hosting that. <laughs> right. Absolutely insane. 
That's what Safe Harbor protects from. Right. So, you know, the, the, it's, it's, a, it's not a good idea to start arguing about getting rid of Section 230. It's just, it's, like you said, you can't see past first order effects. Because the, 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 the second order effect is it kills all user-generated content on the internet. Right. That can't be hosted by people who want to do it themselves, or who don't want to do it themselves. And, and people aren't that technical yet. You know? Right. In, in a broad sense. Yeah. So, that, that, I'm sorry, you brought up 2.30, people talking about 2.30. No. I went off on a fucking... No, I think it's a very important topic that not not enough people think about, uh, especially not the people who are trying to get it uh, removed. Uh, It's it's a very serious issue. Yeah, exactly. And that's not to say either that that I don't think common law courts would, I think common law courts would have a safe harbor doctrine. Like, I I don't think, I don't think it's necessary to have, um legislation for that and stuff like that i'm, I'm right, against right. civil civil legislation yeah. right um right. yeah absolutely but just because you know just because we don't necessarily like the as anarchists it, yeah well if you're anarchist why are you supporting legislation it's like no no I, i'm just i'm not supporting necessarily the legislation in, you know in the legislation itself as legislation i'm supporting the effects these are good effects Yes. Uh, these are things that uh, should not be touched and we think would be wrong to like uh, fiddle with them. Uh, uh, so just because the state may say, even if we didn't want the state to exist, we would still want certain things protected. Right. right. Because uh, the civil system, the, the sad news is that the common law system is pretty much dead and it's been supplanted by right. uh, by statutory uh, civil standards that are created by governments. That's the system we're right. in right now. And so as much as I would love for all civil action to go back to common law, first of all, I think common law could come up with safe harbor on its own. I don't think you need section 230 for the common law courts to come up with it. The problem is it exists now. And so getting rid of it would basically be telling the common law courts that you shouldn't come up with this. Right. And honestly, it's funny, like the elimination of 230 is analogous to like kin punishment, right? In uh, totalitarian regimes, right? Yeah. Where, like if, if one member of a family commits a crime, then all that family members and if in like North, for example, it goes back like three generations uh, are, are guilty um, of are considered guilty of the yes. crime. It's like guilt by association. So it's like, it, you know, that's obviously an analogy. It might be symbolic, but it's still akin to it. It's still saying that, well. Uh, it, it's still like, yeah, if you do something on somewhere in proximity, everyone within your proximity is guilty if you host it on there. So if you do something bad on their surface, they're responsible because they host yes. it. Yes. It's, it's really malicious. Well, I'll be honest with you. I would like to see this kind of thing expanded. And I think the civil law made a mistake when it started holding publishers accountable for defamation that appears, let's say, in a book that, that a publisher publishes, right? Oh, um, right. Yeah. I think they made a mistake when they started doing that. I think if a publisher has limited editorial control over the content of a book that they publish, they should have no liability for the content of that book. Yeah, right. Like, I, I, I'm truly, I, I think that the civil law made a wrong turn at holding people right. accountable for the words of third parties, even I if agree. they facilitated those words getting out there. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I think the reverse is the is the truer sort of justice is this idea that um, if I'm if I'm a book publisher and someone comes to me wanting to publish a book about how, you know, thus and so a politician is a is a is a rapist. Right. 
and they're not. It's defamatory mm-hmm. on its face. It's actual malice for them to even try yeah. to say that in their book. But I don't have any editorial control over the content. I don't take editorial right. steps like that to control the content of the book. I just publish the thing. That's not my fault. Right. Yeah. They said it, not me. Right, exactly. And so my my my, my position is that Section 230, the, the idea of safe harbor, needs to be applied to all things said by third parties. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I don't I don't think it makes any sense to hold a publisher accountable in that case. No. Um at least not in a in a in a sense of, of justice, right? Like the the Right. The individual who said it should be held accountable. But, uh, you know, by that same token, if I'm a publisher who takes a lot of editorial interest in the content of a book, well, I mean, yeah, some of that content's my responsibility. And and at that point, maybe I'm liable. Right. Well, it's it's sort of like an analogy of like if you're a car dealership and you're like, uh, you know, uh, sell someone a car or something and, you know, they're, they're still making payments to you on the regular and then they get into some car accident and kill someone or something. Um, unless it was like some mechanical problem that, you know, you caused or you knew about when you sold something that was within my control. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the car dealership's responsibility unless it was specifically, uh, a problem caused by them that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Which I think is how it should be in all cases. Yes. You shouldn't be held at fault for a third party's actions. With regard to something that you sell, whether that's publishing services or, or whatever. Right. Um, but in any case, but that's that's a that's one of those things that the the, the common law has been so bass backwards on that for so mm-hmm. long that yeah, getting rid of section two thirty would be effectively telling the civil system that safe harbor should not exist. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the problem that I have with it. I, I wish it were a common law standard, but we live in a world where the civil standards have been supplanted by right statutory civil standards and so there's no mm-hmm. the common law is dead in in a yeah. in that sense yep which is sad but but it's just it's the way it is is the reality it's what it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of that kind of stuff did you see the fracas that occurred on <laughs> blue sky i saw it like second hand like i i i have some friends on there who were kind of like regurgitating what happened to me, uh, but I didn't see it firsthand. Uh, well, it, it was it was bad enough that it brought Eigen Robot back to the site. <laughs> <laughs> He'd been gone for like a month, <laughs> and then the uh, the this this stuff started going down, and he reappeared. <laughs> um. The what what happened is, uh, and uh, we might have talked about it a little bit. I can't remember if this would have been brought up on the last episode, but there was a, the there was a, you were able to make in your handle in your actual name on the site, you were able to have slurs in the handle, and somebody made it mm-hmm. made an account with the the with the n word in the handle, and and it blew up, and people got very very angry about it. The account was banned. Almost immediately, and within 24 hours, the code was patched so that there's mm-hmm. a salted or a, a hashed list of of um, it's not salted. It's just a hashed list of words that you can't put right. in the handle. Right. And that was fixed within like 24 hours. Uh, within 32 hours, that was fixed. Yeah. The code was the code base was updated. You can't do that anymore. It's impossible. Well, 
the blue sky cops were <laughs> not satisfied with this result. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted an apology and a promise to do better. And they want Blue Sky to hire a more extensive trust and safety team. And you need black and indigenous voices on your board. And all this just just really fucking telling Blue Sky how to run their business. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, continue. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, 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 what were you, you going to say? Oh, I, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, and I, I just, I don't know. I think people like these types of people, like they're normies who come from like, uh, you know, other social media sites and stuff like that. And they don't quite understand the promise of Blue Sky or what right. it's intended to be. Yep. Uh, and I don't think they know what to do with that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I saw some people saying I, I even saw some people saying, you know, I don't care about Federation. I just want, you know, a, a safe space. And yeah. it's like, look, Threads is right there. Yeah. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, right. Why if you don't care about Federation, why are you here? This is a beta right. product for a federated protocol. Right. It's like someone goes to the to a horror movie and they say, Man, I hate horror, and they give it a bad review because they hate horror movies it's like you know exactly that why did you go to it then yes (laughs) yeah that's exactly that it's like kind of similarly like game reviews from people like like uh like you review a side-scrolling video game a guy who only only enjoys open world ubisoft and they actively hate side-scrollers and they play one yeah yes because that does happen with game reviews. It happens periodically. It's just like, yeah. why would you yeah. play it? It's not for you. Right. And the same thing happened with like FromSoft games, where it's like, the game is too yeah. hard. It needs, an e- it needs a journalist mode. It's too difficult, all this other stuff. And it's just like, sure, it's, it's not for mode. you. <laughs> oh, man, video game developers should, uh, and just, they should like just add a journalist mode setting that is the easiest setting possible. It's just God mode. You know? It's just God mode. Yeah, it's just all the cheats active. It's exactly that kind of thing. So, but, but here's the thing that, that bugs me about it. Is that, and there were a lot of people talking about... Um, you're, you're right. There were many of these people were saying, like, we don't care about Federation. We just want this platform to be, you know, a safe space and all this other stuff. But the problem is... Um, the the idea you, do what yeah no no go ahead sorry go ahead uh, i was just saying the, the 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 problem with that is federation is the solution to your problem right you can make that safe space you can make it you can do it yeah like that i believe in you <laughs> yes <laughs> um and so the, the the conversation on on the side of of blue sky with of people who understand what blue sky is, um, there the, the the conversation was sort of like uh, like why aren't they supporting federation? It's it's what they want, and I think the solution to that or the answer to that question is very simple. They don't actually want what they're telling you they want. Right. They're lying. What they actually yes. want is control. Right. They don't actually want a safe space that's moderated in the way they would want it to be moderated because Federation, just like that, Federation will give them that. They yeah, want right. to control the thing. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is. 
they want to run it. Right. Yeah, they they want to be able to control who they want. And specifically, if you're the type of person where you want to control as many channels as possible, you want a centralized system, right? Yes. Uh, because uh, under a centralized system, if you're at the top, you have you have easy access to all the channels. You can shut things down that you yeah. don't like. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very much easier if you are a control freak. Yeah, uh, it's great um, if you're that type of person. Yeah, if you um, can, if you can maintain control of it. And this is the thing that that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, if you can maintain control. Yeah, it's kind of the th- the thing that blows me away about it is that these people are Twitter refugees. They saw they yes. saw what happens when you lose control of the thing right. you once you once controlled. Right. Yes. Elon Musk came in and bought it and killed their baby. Right. And so, and, and so the, 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 to me, it's just like you should have learned that lesson. Right. It, yeah. It, it's always, you know, this is like the libertarian critique of government, even like, you know, it's like, OK, say you like a politician. If you give them more power, eventually a politician you don't like is going to come in and they're going to use that power you gave the other politician. Exactly. They're going to use it against you. Uh, so congratulations. Uh, you yeah. did great. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's yeah. it's it is it is analogous to that. 100% analogous to that. And it's the same conversation being had where it's just like federation mm-hmm. is the thing that keeps Elon from buying it. Right. Yeah. The the fact that it's a decentralized system, the fact that it's a decentralized protocol is the thing that keeps the Elons of the world from taking control. It's the thing that allows you to moderate it the way you want. Right. And so the the, think, the idea that you can't that 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 uh, that you should control it, the federation should answer should be the answer to that which you want. I'm sorry, continue. Right. No, I I, I think that's absolutely correct. I think also you know on top of what you said or like piggybacking up what you said, I I agree that I, I think for them it's not merely enough that they can have a safe space. When they say that, I, that's not really what they mean. What they really mean is that other people who have, you know, um, uh, bad thoughts or something should not be allowed to exist or express those thoughts yes. anywhere. Uh, uh, and that is, I think, what they mean. That is absolutely correct. It's not that they want a safe space for themselves. Right. <laughs> it's that they don't want that to not exist anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. It's that they, they, yeah, they, you said the federation would give them that ability. They could literally have what they what they claim to want with mm-hmm. federation. Uh, overnight, and they don't want that. yeah, literally overnight. It would take no time to for someone who right. knows what to do. Right? It would take me a little longer. It might take me a week. I could eventually <laughs> get an AT protocol instance uh, <laughs> spun up. I could do it. Mm-hmm. It would take me a while. Yeah. Um, but I I was actually doing a little bit of looking. Uh, I think you'll be able to do it in a containerized sort of form with Docker mm-hmm. and, and you'll be able to spin one up and sort of have it for yourself. It, it's, it's and and it's less intensive than, um, than, uh, activity pub. So a single user instance, theoretically, and I have to look this up, but a, th- a single user instance could theoretically be run just on your home machine. Um, mm. And it wouldn't be too much traffic, but I, I would need to check mm-hmm. with that because activity activity pubs problem is that the traffic requirements spin out of control very quickly mm-hmm. as the as the server scales and AT protocol is supposed to kind of answer that problem. Mm. Um, but in any case, not the point. Um, <laughs> 
uh, you could you, overnight someone who knows something, and let's not pretend there's not a million people. Most most of the, um, who this was coming from was uh, black and trans users who are control freaks. Um, and I say that specifically right. because there were several black and trans users who were saying, these people don't speak for me. I want Federation. Right. I want, I want right. Blue Sky exactly. to be what it was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I saw some people like, uh, uh, some more like, you know, anarchist libertarian types who like lean left culturally were like, uh, these, these people are control freaks and they're, yes. they know not what they, <laughs> what they want. Yes. Uh, exactly. And the and the argument became sort of in those to your point in those circles the discussion kind of became blue sky cannot apologize to these people right blue sky cannot allow themselves to be muscled around such that they apologize right. to these people and start doing what they want yeah. because well, empowering these narcissists is what is going to distract the company from making the protocol which is the whole point yes it's, again yeah exactly so like from what I understand. The, the Blue Sky, like, social app, like, the instance of, of the, the app itself, that was meant to, like, there were discussions of, there was, it's unclear whether it's going to be a temporary thing or whether it will just exist, but it'll kind of be like, you know, a, a, a thing on the side and the, the actual federation is the main selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but in either case, the federation was the main point for them. That, yes. that was... That was that is their main thing when whether the actual like uh, instance we have now the app stays up or not is kind of irrelevant uh, because it's just there is like a proof of concept type thing while they work on other things. I uh, I, you know? I, I seem to it, it, I get the feeling and I haven't read this in specific anywhere, but uh, I, I did see some people that were saying that like, yeah, the, the points kind of to get to where you can shut down the, the primary instance. But the I, right. I've, I get the feeling that the 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 sort of intent of it is that it doesn't become mastodon.social right which was the problem one right. of the problems with with the fediverse is that mastodon.social became the the core instance and i think part of the reason that they've kept it invite only and they're and they're they they haven't opened it up is because once the once they hit a user base that is large enough that they can successfully bug test and and um sort of server slam do all the stuff they need to do with the users that they have they'll just stop letting people join mm-hmm. and it's just right. like this instance has the number of users that it has and w- w- that's all we need to test the things we need to test and so we're we're not taking on any more users to this instance if you want to be yeah. in this network spin one up or find someone who spun one up Right. I, I think it's all. Yeah, exactly. And I think like a lot of the pushback is people who are like people are used to like centralized type servers or instances. Right. Um, or something like that, where the, the, it's just not in, not immediately intuitive to them that, oh, yeah, we can actually run differently. Uh, this can be done differently. Yes. Um, and I think they do understand here. I, I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit. I okay. think they yeah. do understand that. I, I think that's why they had so many. I think that's why they had so many people pushing back against Federation conceptually is because they understand sure. that a centralized system is one that I can co-opt oh. and control. Oh, yes, I, I agree with the, yeah, those people. I 100 percent. I was speaking more to just the general normie base. Yes. Oh, um, well, then in that case, I agree with you. Yeah. 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 Because the the 
And it's one of the things that, as much as I appreciate the way that Blue Sky's onboarding really teaches you about mute lists and really teaches you about mm-hmm. blocking and, and, and sort of you taking control of your feed, as much as I appreciate the way that onboarding process does that, the onboarding process does not do a great job of telling users what Blue Sky is. Right. Yeah, yeah. They think it, yeah, they think it's like a Twitter clone. <laughs> yes. And they want it to be that. They want a centralized yes. thing. And so they're, I think the, the part of the problem is that onboarding process. The onboarding process needs to say very explicitly in big, bold letters, this is a proof of concept for the federated protocol that Blue Sky is. Yes. The, the AT yeah. protocol that, that this company is building, that's the product, not this instance. Right. Yeah, this like, yeah, it was always. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's completely correct. They should explicitly say that because that was always my impression. This is just like a beta thing where they're just putting this out here in the meantime while they work main baby. You know, what right. I mean? that that was the yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's a test bed for the baby. It, it's, right. it's a test bed for the product. And and that was that's. But here's the th- I, I, I don't think the onboarding makes that clear. That's clear to you if I you agree. read the blog post about it. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like if you read the, mm-hmm. if you listen to the team, the developers, if you read the blog post on Blue Sky's yeah. website, if you if you actually look at what they're about, it becomes clear almost immediately. But how many people are going right. to do that? You know. Yeah. And then they they did harangue one of the devs hard enough that he apologized. He or she, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't actually know. Yeah. Uh, but they did harangue one of the devs hard enough that they apologized. The official Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, uh, account didn't apologize. Jay didn't apologize, mm-hmm. but um, but one of the devs did explicitly apologize, and I think that was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm, yeah, I think that was a massive mistake because you can't, you cannot start giving these people authority, right? Because you didn't do anything wrong. I don't think you did right. anything wrong. You you have a product. It's a beta product. Everyone knows it's a beta product. And you fix the code immediately. That's the fastest turnaround on an issue like that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like they didn't even, the devs didn't either, you know? It's like, no, they fixed it immediately. Yeah, it's not like they didn't care. It's not like they didn't, it's not, I mean, there was, there was one dev who was talking and, and he basically said, yeah, we just ran, we just pulled a lot of overtime to get this thing fixed. And it was fixed by the next mm-hmm. day. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I don't understand. I do understand. It's not about fixing the problem. It's about being servile. They want you to serve them. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't want you to fix it. They don't care about fixing it. They care about right. you groveling. Right. And begging for their, uh, begging for their, uh, their forgiveness. Yes. And that's just yeah, not a, a way play. that a team like... This, yes, it's a 100% a power play. And that's, that's just not a way that a team like this can operate and build what they want to build. Right. Because the part of the underlying thing on this was that Federation is bad. Yeah. That was one of the right. underlying like, points me, that were being made in a lot of One of the devs, like, apologize or something. That's one thing, but don't apologize because they want you to. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, so I think they're in a weird spot. I have, I don't think the sky is falling for blue sky. I don't think the sky is falling Mm -hmm. for the AT protocol. I do think that if they don't actively 
put resources into getting Federation out the door as fast as yeah. possible, it will fall. Yeah. Uh, I, I think like, you know, the uh, what should happen is, as you said, they get Federation up as fast as possible. And then they kind of just, as you said, like almost sanction off the instance right now and kind of let the insane people from the asylum and just say, all right, well, bye bye. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> and then let people just Federate out from there. Well, the the thing that concerned me so much and, and to your point, the thing that concerned me so much was that they the number of people who were arguing that Federation is a bad thing. That federated, uh, yeah, federated right. services are, there was one guy who was talking about it being a crypto fascist way to avoid accountability. <laughs> and it's right. like, it's the point of the site you're on. Yeah. Why are right. you here? Right. And I think that's part of the issue is that they're there not because they believe in the mission. They're there I, it's because always, they want to control it. Yeah. It's all, you know, this all, to me, in my mind, this always goes back to like Blackstone's ratio or an analogous version of it, where it's like, it's better to let guilty people go free than to like, you know, harm uh -huh. an innocent person. Yes. For me, it's better that, you know, some neo-Nazi group has a federated instance somewhere, but everyone else can freely have their own space uh, without intrusion. Uh, I would, I'm perfectly fine that world yeah uh, you know what i mean well here's that, the thing yeah. like the number of discord groups and stuff like that that make it their business to just harass nazis on the internet like those those uh, things exist exist yeah. if you have federated instances let's say you have a federated instance where it's like nazis mm -hmm. and shit like that well yeah you're gonna have a federated instance that's designed to shit post and fuck with those people right exactly and that's yeah. what it's for <laughs> like, like that's right and, and that's the that's the sort of when you when you decentralize the immune system it gets stronger right when, when you broaden that immune system it becomes stronger and so this idea that you have to centralize moderation that these people seem to think because again a lot of the people were saying federation is just a way for them to avoid it's a push unpaid labor of moderation onto server <laughs> administrators and all this other stuff oh god it's just like they're not working for blue sky by running a server no that's their own instance. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Reddit. Oh it's not like Reddit right. where, where somebody's running yeah. a subreddit on Reddit. Reddit takes responsibility for the existence of that subreddit. That's why they'll go shut them down right. periodically if they don't like them. It, it, and and yeah. the moderators on Reddit are doing unpaid labor for Reddit. Right. Because they don't own their subreddit. Right. There's a difference between. Yeah, exactly. That's a good uh, actually a very good point to make between like a centralized system that is trying to mimic decentralization and an actually centralized. system. Yes. Uh, right. Reddit, you can Reddit mimics. Uh, it creates like a simulacrum of a decentralized system, but it's actually yes. not. It's yes. not one. <laughs> it's a centralized system that pretends to be decentralized in its yes. in its in its construction. Yeah, but if you're running your own instance of a thing, it's you're not running a subreddit. You're running your no. server. Yeah, right. No one can tell you what to do with it. No one can come in and shut it down. It's yours. Right. It belongs to you. The 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 sort of uh, this was another thing that I thought was interesting is there were a couple of sort of leftist people on there who were saying, I do not understand why leftist circles hate Federation. 
it's it is exactly what leftism wants. It's collapsing right. this idea of power into this horizontal structure right. where everyone's yes. on the same footing. Right. <laughs> and and I, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't and I agree. I, I don't see how the left in particular hates Federation so much. Right. Because it's right. exactly in line with their ethos. Yeah. Which at least the left anarchists are somewhat consistent on this, though. I, I've seen them be very, yes. uh, very pro Federation. But the average leftists are just like stupid. Like, yeah. It's just, it, yeah, can't even bother listening to them. You you want to you want to praise these co-ops, these worker-owned co-ops, and these companies yeah. and stuff that have like, well, we have a horizontal management structure and all this other shit. Yeah. You want to praise that like it's great, and when someone tries to bring it to social media, you're like, it's crypto fascism, right? We we need a top-down authority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, but that was the argument that was being had, and I'm, I am concerned for the future of the protocol because if you have people mm-hmm. on the team who aren't on the same, it, like sort of, if the team's not speaking with one voice, saying we're making what we're making and we're going to make it on our own terms, right. then then I think um, I think there's something bad that's imminent with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. If you, if you can't get people on the same page, yeah. Um, because I, I don't I don't want to see because I think AT protocol is great. I think it's I think what it says it will do and there's no proof of it yet. But what it says it will do makes it better than activity pub. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's a I think it's a more robust system than activity pub. I just think it is mm-hmm. account portability is a huge part of that. Uh, functionality is a huge part of that. And the fact that it's lighter to run on the server side is a huge part of that that's it's it's very 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 good mm-hmm. um and i know there are people who love activity pub who will get very angry about that but it's like uh, i don't care <laughs> it's just it's the reality of the situation um but if it if they can't make it happen if they get too distracted empowering narcissists on on the on the app mm-hmm. to build the product they're supposed to be building uh, uh yeah it's just bad yeah. news uh do not let cops assume control of your platform. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and I, I wish the communications that are coming out from them is like, I wish they would just say, this app is not a platform. Right. This exactly. This app is a yeah. proof of concept for a protocol. Right. That's where you are right now. If you're confused right. about the corner of the internet you found yourself in, I'm sorry, but that's what this is for. This app right. is here to prove the concept of the protocol we're building. That's our product is mm-hmm. the protocol, not this app. Right. Yep. And and they just they they won't do it. And then there was a guy mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to even mention this. Um, the Blue Sky account came out and made a, uh, a an announcement, and they said, you know, our terms of service reflect our values, and here are the changes we've made to make this impossible to happen again. Done. Um, which I thought was a fine response, but everybody was angry mm-hmm. that the word sorry wasn't in it. Um, and then Jay, the CEO of, of blue sky, yeah. uh, uh, reskated it and, and basically reiterated it and said, this is what we believe. And yep. somebody posted a meme of, uh, they, they quoted her and posted a meme of that's nice. Please face wall now. <laughs> and they got banned immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody got really mad that that guy got banned. And it's like, wait a minute. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you 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 posted a, even joking. You posted a death threat against the CEO of the website you're on and you're shocked right. you got banned? 
Right. What? <laughs> you know, if Federation was a thing, uh, right. they could, they could uh, post that. There'd be no way to ban them. Right. But that's the, that just, it, it, <laughs> I'm just like, if, if, I, if I did not want to lose my account on this instance, I would simply refrain from threatening to put the CEO of the website I'm on against the wall. Right. <laughs> if I wanted to keep my account, that, that seems like sort of the first step is don't threaten to kill right. the CEO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's step number one. <laughs> I just, it, it was mind boggling to me that people became angry. Yeah. That, that he posted or that he got banned for posting that. And it's like, right. What, what do you think? What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I thought they wanted a safe space. <laughs> I just I it, that sort of blew my mind when I saw people's reaction yeah. to that. It's just like what, what do you what do you fucking mean? Yeah. What, he he <sighs> you, let, you let people think this is the the problem that I have with with some of these companies is that they want to let people think that they are part of it. They yes. want they want people to think that they're part of it. Right. And the simple fact is you're not. Right. There's a large segment of the population. I don't know how large, but it's sizable enough to be noticeable that are absolute control freaks. Mm-hmm. And they get off by having absolute control and making people grovel to them. Yes. Uh, that is something they like. Um, and when they're, and that is, I think, why is I, I'm reiterating this. That's why they don't like decentralization in general. As a yes, because uh, they lose that power over other people. I agree. I agree. I just I when they when I wish this is the problem with I think I think you could fairly describe most of the Blue Sky team at least in the way they communicate about stuff as liberal. Yeah, they're oh, they're, 100%. they're liberals, hundred percent. Yeah. And my problem, Tech Valley liberal, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, Silicon Valley liberals who who have this sort of idea yeah. that decentralization is good, but they also have some of these progressive sort of instincts, right? Right. And I, the problem with them being those kinds of people is that they are not going to be able to find it in themselves to tell people to fuck off, <laughs> right? They're, they're not going to be able to find it in themselves when somebody starts saying, oh, you need to hire uh, these people who, who look like me, you know, so as if that means there would be any ideological right, <laughs> consistency right, there. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. you need to hire this, the, this checkbox full of people to run your trust and safety and all this other stuff. You need to do all this because I said so. A, a CEO should be able to come out and say, I run the business. You don't. This business right. exists for this purpose. If you're not on board, go home. Yeah, Threads is right there. It yeah. is right there. It's a, a download away. Yes, exactly. If you are not on board with what we are building, if, if you are not, why are you beta testing this product if you don't believe in the product? Right. If you don't want it to be good. If you don't yeah. think it's worthwhile, why are you helping us beta test it? Mm-hmm. 
It just doesn't make it would it would be just like with uh like for example if someone if someone came out and said uh like let's let's say they sign up for the I don't know the Diablo 4 beta back when that was happening. Uh-huh. And and they played the Diablo 4 beta just so they could complain and say it's not Overwatch 2. Right, right. Like you well, yeah. It's, it's, well, it's yeah, not. of course it's not Overwatch 2, it's Diablo 4. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you want Overwatch 2, why are you playing Diablo 4? It doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> it's like you're you're here beta testing helping the company beta test for diablo 4 why are you telling them to make overwatch 2 right it, they're making this and you're here so it, it just doesn't it, it it just doesn't make any it's just cop behavior just do what i say do what i say yeah, just cop. do what i yeah, say 100 percent. yeah yeah uh, and 100%. i i have no patience for it <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but when they when that one dev came out and did explicitly apologize and say all the things that they wanted the 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 team to say, I was like, uh wrong instincts. Mm-hmm. Wrong instincts. Uh-huh. Because your position should have been if you're not on board, leave. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think as long as they just like, you know, I, if they're just doing that to appease them and they just push out Federation, it's no problem. To me. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I would tend to like, agree with that. If, if they said that just to say it and they don't, uh, frankly, look, at that point, they're lying. And so I have my own issues with that. But <laughs> as far as for the future of the protocol, if, they, if they're saying that just to say it to try and get the monkey off their back, then mm-hmm. fine. Fine. Yeah. I, my point, my perspective is, is as long as they get Federation out, I don't really care what happens to the main. I, it's wrong. I don't even want to call it the main instance. That's not even what it, you know, that's, yeah, that's an incorrect the beta way to instance. It. But the beta instance, yes. I don't care what happens to the current instance once Federation is out. Is out you know what I mean? It right. doesn't. I would be, I, I, uh, frankly, I was looking some stuff up. I would be very interested in, in running my own instance. I'd be very interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for, for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is it would help me learn how to do stuff like that. Um, right. Yeah. But, which is a good skill to learn. Sure. Exactly. Um, but the problem, if they're, if they're going to, like I said, if they're going to allow themselves to be distracted by the cops and these narcissists who just want to control what they're doing, mm-hmm. I, I just can't, um, yeah. I, I can't, I, I, I'm, I will lose faith in them. Does Jack have any role in the company anymore? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, he's not the CEO. He's he on the board. He position. Okay. He's on the board, but I don't think he has like, he's on the board. So of course he has a vote and all this other stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think he, he doesn't really control it in any appreciable right. way. Um, right. Right. Which is one of the things that people were saying was just like, this is Jack's techno libertarian bullshit oh, <laughs> coming into the thing. And it's just like, Jack isn't in control of this whole operation right <laughs> jack jack basically formed this thing gave it a mission and then said now someone else run it yeah which is fine i mean that's i mean yeah, frankly that's... he probably should have because he's kind of a divisive figure right but there that was another thing i kept hearing it's just like the crypto fascist and techno libertarian being used interchangeably <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I just don't. Uh, I, I just want them to keep their eye on the ball. Yeah, just stop giving in to cops. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. 
They should have just been ignored. Yeah. They should have just been ignored. Like hey, we, we fixed it. We fixed that. That is a problem. We don't want that on, mm-hmm. on this site. And so yep. we went back and we fixed it. And now it's fixed. Right. And there you go. Right. And people started saying, well, that's not enough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just honestly, I just ignore them. Like, just mm-hmm. ignore them. Yeah. Like, I don't see a downside to just ignoring them. <laughs> the only downside is they go away and you don't have to deal with them anymore. Right. <laughs> and it's not yeah. like this is an instance. Here's the thing, too. It blows me away. It's not like this is an instance that cares about having a, a, a massive user base. It's invite only. Right. Yeah, exa- exactly. It's and again, not like as if people started leaving, record, it's not like, like I'm sorry, yeah, continue. It's not like they're trying to, as, again, as, as we've talked about before, like the structure of the company, the pro- their profit is not the, the yes. that's not their main goal. So yes. it's not like they're trying to keep people who advertisers do that. It's not that model. So they don't even, they, there's no down wanting to appease. Uh, you're not wanting to appease people. You know I what think, I mean? There's no. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I think what they're afraid of is getting getting writ, written up in the verge getting written up in oh, vice right. getting written up that's, in that's in, true. in these companies these shitty fucking tech news websites as uh blue sky is friendly to nazis i right, think that's right. what they're afraid of which i think will happen anyway when federation comes because people won't understand it and they'll just say but but yeah i agree i agree that's probably uh what's that's happening and I think they know that if they piss these people off, if they were to ignore them or tell them, like, mm-hmm. look, we run our business the way we want to run it. We fixed this problem. We agreed it was a problem. Mm-hmm. We fixed it immediately. Uh, fastest turnaround I know you, any of you have ever seen on something like this. And so uh, it's fixed and we're done. Mm-hmm. It's in the past. Right. Um, they, they know that the response to that in the tech press would be uh, damning. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what they're afraid of. Right. Which is sad. Yeah. But I think that's what they're scared of. They don't mm-hmm. want to look 100%. like that. They don't want to look like a truth social or a gab. Right, right. Because and I that's mean, how it will be I, I can I can understand that fear, right? If you're trying oh, to make sure. something that you want to, that you think is going to like revolutionize the internet. Uh, in some big way, you don't want to be like uh, the well-being poisoned out the gate, you know. So yeah, I, I can I completely understand like their perspective there. And they would absolutely these vindictive motherfuckers would absolutely try to poison the well, right? Which, as you said, that's why I do think actually just like appeasing them, like uh, just saying things that you want to hear until Federation is out, that might be their best strategy. Just like you know, what I mean, just say what say what they want to hear. Uh, do all that, push Federation out, and dump the instance out into an Andromeda. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The current base. Just let it go. And just void. let it float away. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's smart. I, I would, I would, I would like to see them kind of, kind of show that they've got no interest in the in the beta instance once Federation's out. I would like to see them say like, okay, signups for the beta instance are over, but no one else is allowed to join. It's mm-hmm. it's we we have the we have the population we need to test things and keep updating the protocol and that's that's all we needed to begin with and it's over now the, no one else mm-hmm. can join and if here's the thing if if population drops too far and we need more people we'll send out more invite codes um if we need more people to test stuff we'll send out some invite codes but outside mm-hmm. of that there's no more signups for the beta instance if you right. want a server yep, find can- one or spin one up yep 
But I, 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 I just, I doubt they would do that. Because I think there's, I think it introduces too much friction in having your testing environment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm, I, I fear that they wouldn't want to do that. Yep. Because it would just kind of introduce a lot of uh, kind of confusion. Because I think part mm-hmm. of the reason that I think part of the reason that account portability is sort of an important thing on here is that you're going to have people who join the, the the beta instance and then they're just like, okay, I get this place now. I want to move to an instance that better reflects my interests. Right. Yeah. And and I think you sort of if you shut that off, you end up losing a lot of potential onboarding. Yeah. For for and users again, of the protocol. If, like if you're someone where it's like uh, your thing is like, yeah, you want a safe space to hang out with other like people you like in a safe environment that is constructed around values you have, you should want federation. Yes, <laughs> like absolutely. that's the way you can assure that you can assure that happens. Uh, you can't. But if like, again, with Twitter, uh, with a centralized structure, you're always at risk of some like, uh, you know, billionaire buying up the company or something like that. And essentially making it whatever they want. Uh, yeah. And then, well, you're fleeing again. So, this, you know, <laughs> this this pressure that they've been putting on, they were there were people who were actively putting pressure on Blue Sky. Stop working on Federation and just build on what you have here. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. Insane. Uh, those people are either just stupid and they don't understand Federation or they're control. I, those are the only two possibilities I see. I, I think it's I think it's most likely the control freak thing, because just like you yeah, said, I agree. if yeah. if their if if their position is I want a place that's run the way I would want to run it, that's what Federation does. It gives you that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's what they're it's afraid the purpose of. of it. Yeah. Yeah. They're afraid of it being decentralized because then it means they can't control it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's the way that the Internet's going to go. I think decentralization is the future, but. Oh, I, yeah. At, at some point. Someone who's building this stuff is going to have to tell the cops, sorry, you have no power. If you want power, build your own house. If you want to, if you want to tell people what to do, make your own club. Yeah, right. (laughs) But at this point, you, you have, you have, you do not get to tell the CEO how to run the business. Yeah, right. Especially when you don't even understand what the product is. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Yeah. And I think that's one of the issues, too. I saw a lot of people talking about how early adopters of Blue Sky were like uh, the early adopters on Blue Sky. The, 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 the vast majority of the of the people who joined first are these techno libertarians and crypto fascists who believe in federation. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, that that was the purpose of the this the whole thing. Yeah, uh, is that a federation? Yeah. The that's... only reason you're here is because your friend was here. The only reason your friend was right. here is because one of their friends believes in federation. Right. <laughs> that's that's where we are at this point. So what do you wh- right? What are you thinking? <laughs> it's like oh, the early adopters of MMOs are like MMO. Yeah, like, exactly. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Obvious. Yeah. Very helpful. The people who join the Diablo 4 beta like ARPGs. Yeah. 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 They do. Yeah. Because uh, that's yeah. what yes. <laughs> Wow. Shocking. <laughs> I don't I don't see how this is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> 
But this whole take too that it's like a crypto fascist the, the 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 way it's being spun that federation is a crypto fascist way to avoid responsibility for moderation. It's like no, yeah, I mean these people these people just hate they like uh, strictly right. They just do hate freedom. They they this these yes. are the same type of people they hate free speech because it lets bad people who they don't like say things freely without you know. Uh, ostensibly power crushing them um that is what they don't like it sounds um, dramatic like it, it sounds dramatic to say it that yes. way but they do just hate but freedom. it's true yeah they, yes yes they do not like other people who uh you know i might agree are very cases like oh, i toxic are very bad fuck. yeah very bad uh i still think they should like as long as they're not aggressing they should be completely free yes but yes. they, these types of people, they don't believe that. They hate that. Well, this is one of the things that happened with, and this is one of the reasons I like AT Proto, is that most of the most of the moderation stuff in AD Protocol, of course you can moderate your own instance and whatnot, but a lot of that power is in the individual user's hands. So like mute lists and block lists mm-hmm. from other places they can subscribe to, and it doesn't have to be the mute or block list from the actual instance that they're on. They can join an right. instance and use someone else's mute or block list. So, right, it's... So it puts a yeah. lot of the control in the user's hand. And, and one of the things that, that, I, that I appreciate about that is what happened with the Fediverse is it effectively split into people who heavily moderate their instance and everyone else. Right. Because the alternatives, this is one of the issues too, is like, like Liberdon is on a lot of block lists. Because it's a libertarian mm-hmm. instance. But there's nobody on Liberdon who's like, who's saying anything that's particularly bad, right? Right. Um, but that's what happened. And, and so that you're split now, the community is sort of split into the side of, of, of the Fediverse that lightly moderates, and then you do have to deal with fucking real-ass Nazis in your global feed. Mm-hmm. And the side of the Fediverse that heavily moderates, and you don't ever get to interact with that if you're on one of the servers like Liberdon, or even on a single-user instance, because a lot of people spin those up to avoid moderation, so they just block single-user instances as a class. And it's, it's, it's like, it's practically, the, the, there's, no, there's no communitarian aspect to it at all. Right. It's, it's fractured, and there's no... <sighs> It's not what it's what social media the the strength of social media is isn't in the Fediverse. I right. just don't think it is. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that's one of the issues that I have with Activity Pub. And again, I know there are people who love the Fediverse and love Activity Pub who are going to say I'm stupid. That's just how I feel. Being on the Fediverse is like it's just not what social media is supposed to be. It's it's too siloed. Hmm. And so there's no there's no way to even interact with like other opinions, even if they're from smart people. I mean, this is the thing, too. I like seeing other opinions from smart people. I like seeing other opinions from people who disagree with me, but they think about right. stuff. And it's like, yeah, I can I can I can respect the fact that you're thinking about this. And even if you come to a different conclusion, you know, whatever. Idiots are another issue. But but the problem is those people, there's no way to sort of distinguish between those two people when you're on to different servers, one of whom blocks the other. So it's, you know, I just don't like the way ActivityPub ended up, ended up developing um, and the way that the, the, the community around it ended up using it. And I think AT Proto can be better. Mm-hmm. At this point, was there, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with regard to that stuff? 
uh, with uh, regard to the AT Proto and, and the way that people responded to this kerfuffle? No, I think I think I pretty much uh, said what I uh, wanted to say about it, I think. All right. Excellent. Um, yeah. I did ask, and, and got no responses, but I did ask whether, uh, I wonder if IPFS has had this problem. Like, on their forums or whatever, mm. like, where the, where the community really wants heavy moderation of what the interplanetary file system can deliver, or if it's so nerdy right. that everyone involved gets it. <laughs> right. Yeah, is it, like, self-selected in the sense that everyone here understands it because you wouldn't be here if you didn't, that sort of, sort of thing? Exactly, or, yeah. Yeah, right. Right. I, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. just don't... I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see if there's been drama like this involved in that community. Mm-hmm. But... In any case, well, if that's if that's was there anything else then that you wanted to uh, uh wanted to talk about? No, I, I think that covered pretty much everything uh, that I can think of right now. Yeah. All right, excellent. Yep. I know we've talked about Blue Sky a lot over the last few episodes. Um, yeah, it, it, things probably calming down and, and stuff. It probably won't won't come up too off. I know I, I just say mm-hmm. that because I suspect there are people who are very bored by that conversation. Um, I think it's interesting though, because, but I, I, because I think it's like what it promises is interesting. So it's interesting to like, sort of see like the early stages. And I, I have to catch myself. I, I don't social media platform, because that's not what it is. Right. Uh, well, right. It, it's social media, but it's not, it's not a centralized platform the way we might think of, you know, other platforms. Well, I, um, I think it's part it, of the development of the future, of the decentralized web. Yes. And and my excitement for that is also that, you know, I think once people start to see uh, social media or like a decent web uh, come about and people become more accustomed to it, they might start wanting that politically in a meat space, in a sense. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. That might be something that thinks, hmm, I really like this. I'd like more of this. Uh, yes. You know, exactly. That's one of my hopes for it. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, I feel the same way. And so I'm I'm like I said, I, I'm I'm I find it very interesting. And uh, I, I, I feel like to, to a certain extent, I feel like we're kind of dragging the audience along in the development of the decentralized web. But I'm I'm also mm-hmm. kind of OK with that. I'm happy to drag them. There. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of OK with that because this is the future of what's yeah. going to be happening on the web. The, the, the corporate yeah. web, I think, is doomed. And mm-hmm. I, I think we should do what we can to help keep it doomed yeah we should you know if if you know a bad thing is falling you should give it a little push you know? yes it's <laughs> and so that's what i see us doing here and so again if you're if you're if you're if you're bored or, or annoyed by the conversation about blue sky and 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 the way that it interacts with the development of the at protocol i understand that um yeah. and that is a that i i get it uh but i i think it's important it's, that we keep covering it on the face of it, it's very technical, but the philosophy behind it is very interesting. Uh, and like, like the effects of it are very interesting. So I yes. think people should at least, you know, even if this sounds like very technical jargon, um, the, the promised effects of it are, should be very exciting to you. Very exciting, especially if you're someone who is an anarchist who, who likes decentralization yeah. conceptually. This is where the yes. rubber hits the road on that. And right. it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, there, as, as, <laughs> as Ben Shapiro would say, the pedal hits the metal on that. You're um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's still an interesting episode. We should, we should, uh, we should see, 
I don't know if there've been any real developments. Some of the AI stuff we should we should talk about again because that stuff's still. Oh yeah, forward. we didn't really we didn't really talk about like the strike or whatever that's going on. Uh, oh we could my talk god, about that. you're right. Yeah, we can talk I, about that next week. If, uh, or we do it. Today, yeah, we you know? can. We can see because we've already been going for two hours. Let, let's see. Let's see kind of how things start to shake out over the next because it yeah. just started last uh, this this week. Right. The strike and just of course, started. You know, we we. We didn't talk about like uh, the Barbie Oppenheimer uh, feud either. Uh, the uh, oh, dude, the Great War of twenty twenty. I am so excited for those movies. <laughs> we're doing we're yeah. doing the double feature. Oh, are you? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we are. It's gonna which, be great. Okay, which one first though? I uh, which one first? Okay, that, I think that is uh, this determines a lot. Okay, this is this is an interesting thing. So I originally intended that it would be Barbie last because of uh-huh. sort of the heaviness of Oppenheimer and the way you end the day sure. if you watch Barbie last but okay. Lady yeah. Jane made the point that you should really let the Christopher Nolan movie sit with you right right and yeah. so I think I'm on that side of that discussion now I think it's Oppenheimer last yeah I agree with that yeah I agree yep so it's because I, 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 I can understand both but I think Lady Jane's right. I think letting the Christopher Nolan movie sit with you is probably the way to go. Yeah. I did, I, did you see the, what was it, uh, for King, they made like a, a bar house in like a place. In- I'm and, sorry, uh, you broke up. Say so, what? Oh, hold on. Let me hold on. Hold on. You're good. Okay, sorry about that. No, um, for the for the marketing, uh, they made like a Barbie house, like a real life size Barbie doll house, like that people yes. can live in. Yes. And, and someone made a tweet: uh, the Oppenheimer marketing team has the chance to do the funniest thing possible right now. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> yeah. There was an argument. To, there was a or not an argument, but there were people who were pointing out just like uh, like what if Oppenheimer got banned in Japan, and then someone else said, "Yeah, but Barbie did get banned in Vietnam." <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> oh god. Which is its own kind of funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Someone was talking about waiting for Oppenheimer to get banned in Japan, and one person's response was, "They already saw it." oh man which is fucked but funny yes but funny yeah yeah um and again uh oh actually on that topic uh again you will see our episode on japan re-uploaded on the anniversary of the first bomb um and actually i might uh i might go in and schedule that tonight um okay cool but yeah, that's going to be that, that that's it's coming around. Are you are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? I am. I am so ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, every every year I'm like, and eh, maybe I won't do it this year. And then every year I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Yep. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I want to do that this year. And then you see somebody with the bad take and it's like, okay, yeah. I, I, I thought I was out and they just pulled me back. <laughs> in. It's just, yeah. Don't have a choice. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you want to do plugs then? Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at ace underscore Arcus, uh, blue sky at ace Arcus at Bisky, BSKY dot social and ace Arcus dot com. All right, and I'm Pacing Joska, J-O-U-S-K-A on Twitter, and uh, PacingJoska.bluesky.social, V-S-K-Y.social. 
Um, and you can find the show on Blue Sky. We made an account. Um, the show is on Blue Sky at T-E-T-C dot show. We got the URL as our, uh, we got the URL as our name on Blue mm-hmm. Sky. So it's easy to find. It's all right there. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and follow the show for the same. It's very similar yeah, updates to what that. you get on Twitter. Yep. And I also wanted to say, or is, if there's anyone on Blue Sky who's been a guest on the show, I want to follow you with the with the TETC account. And oh, so, did you see uh, Maggie Unit One 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 made an account? I did. I, I haven't followed. Yeah. Him. I need to go do that. Yep. I need to go follow him with the with the with the account. So yeah, yeah if you've been a guest, um, just go ahead and give us a, give that account a follow so we see it. And then, because uh, I don't know who all's on Blue Sky at this point. There's people who are like trickling mm-hmm. in. So yeah, yeah. If you if you have been a guest, go ahead and and go uh, follow the tetc dot show account and because yeah. uh, I want I want to follow all the guests. I want to make sure that yeah, yeah, that all the guests. Yeah, are so following. Maggie Unit, uh, Hunter's on there, uh, Ted's on there. Uh, we yes. have some guests who have been on the show before who are who are on there now. Yes. Uh, all right. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. All right, guys. Later. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.